0: to the podcast. Anticipate. No bits. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Thank you. Today's going perfectly. Yes. Great uh, day. It's going as well as the opening hit we see in the movie The Killer. David Fincher's The Killer where everything goes perfectly. So good. One of the things that's happening is a fun return of an old recurring character on this show, Construction in the Building. <laughs> Mr. Drill. Now, it's not... Previously, it was Construction at the Building next to us, which now is... Quite erected. It's, there's a lot Quite of Quite There's a lot Quite of erect. it. It's getting there. It's getting hard. <laughs> yes, it's getting hard. It's it's past the semi-flaccid I state. told
1: you, did I say on mic what was happening in that building? Like, that I called the guy and they were like, yeah, we're destroying a foundation with, like, Something I call the hammer. <laughs> like, like a vehicle yeah. so powerful. Yeah.
0: It smashes skyscraper foundations. Yeah. We are obliterating fossils.
1: We are fucking
0: up dinosaur bones. That's so funny. He was like, that's the thing. Once that's gone, nothing makes noise like that yes, thing. Like that thing true. shakes the no, earth. Because now yeah. it's like in the last whatever it's been, six months, yeah, yeah. nine months, whatever it's been. Uh I've no sense of time anymore. Now there's like half a building erected and it's been Quiet as a mouse. Yes. But there's some uh, work happening in what sounds like the unit right next to us. Well, there's no unit right next to us, but there might be above us. Some, I don't Somewhere know. Near, near us. Near us. And it's not as overwhelming. It does feel like a uh, Trent Reznor Atticus Ross yes. score, Does it not? Um, there is just that sort of like uncomfortable. Like, is the score um, up for this, Sparker? Spark? No, I was trying to fucking listen on the subway <sighs> here. Because I was reading this fucking, yeah. the world's heaviest comic book. The it's complete boy. killer by Jacquemont and Mats. Mats. Jacquemont and Mats. Mats. And I was like, What's I should name, listen to the Matz. score while reading this, and it, it's not out there, so I just listened to Dragon Tattoo.
2: Oh, you didn't listen to you know every song in the Smiths catalog? Could have
0: done that. You know what I could have done that? Could have done that. You,
2: you know what Smith's I could have done that? I
0: um, had such a Smith. I face. like
2: them. Me too. But this is
0: like we were talking about this the other day, the Lynch thing, where I'm like. I feel like people think I'm being cagey if I'm like, I like the Smiths or I like David Lynch because it's like, no, either you hate them right. or your life at some point no, was built around them.
1: You're saying it as someone whose life was never built around
0: it. Right. That doesn't mean you don't And like I was it. like, anytime I hear the Smiths, I like it. Sometimes I choose to put it on. I don't go deep on it. Uh, after watching this movie, maybe it'd make me better at shooting people well, or
2: worse. I want, yeah, I
1: don't, you know, nothing in this movie you're like, if I could only be like him, I'd be good mm. at my job.
2: Mm. He's pretty good with, like, a nail gun. There's stuff he's good Anyone at. Anyone
1: would be good with a nail gun never, if they were inches a, from a person's
2: I've torso. I've never used a nail gun. You overrate my ability.
0: I would fuck that <laughs> I would fuck that up. There's, like, a nail in your head. Yeah, <laughs> nail yeah. myself. This is Blank check um, with Griffin and David. I'm David. I'm Griffin.
2: Ooh, I'm Marie.
0: Hey, Marie. Uh Ben is not here, unfortunately. Uh, life circumstances. Marie is jumping behind the console She's on the one on and zeros. the
1: Zero. She's shit? on
0: the ones. Ones
1: and
2: twos. As, it as.
0: Yeah, ones and twos. Uh, oh, sure.
2: If this episode sounds like shit, please direct all complaints. If the episode
0: sounds like shit, it's only the fault of the construction.
2: Okay. Perfect out. I don't know. Perfect
0: I... out. Perfect cover. <laughs> Marie. Empathize. Don't improvise. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm messing up the line. A genius thinks of... Ten ways they can catch you. I'm not a genius. You only need to think of one, right? Or what? What's the fucking line that's he has? that's yeah. a good line. You know what I'm paraphrasing. I do. Can? It is perhaps said better in this movie, directed by David Fincher, acted by Michael Fassbender, and Red written in, by Andrew Kevin Walker. In Drill Studio. Yeah.
1: Um. Uh. When was your Smith's phase?
2: Uh, it was, was uh, high Smiths school into phase? college. Yeah. I what? very, well, sure. I very clearly remember getting dumped. Uh, by a guy named Blake in college and then walking along 14th Street at night listening to I Know It's Over on my iPod and crying to myself as I walk past the Taco Bell.
0: First of all, Blake on blast. Yeah. Second of all, RIP to the 14th Street Taco Bell, which I recently saw, is (laughs) no more. What? (laughs) It's gone. One of my favorite fast food locations (gasps) in Manhattan. Oh, like, my God.
1: Totemic. No, no, no. Now, no. to be fair, there are still Taco Bell. There are, but that yeah. one. No, but that
2: one. That was the birthplace of the Taco Bell Drawing Club, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that yep. was like a Jason Paul and yes. thing. R.I.P.
0: R.I.P. The Great Just. Like Paul. I think it literally just moved to like 13th and 3rd. I
2: think so. Like like getting rid you know, of all yeah, no, the
0: old Taco Bells and just doing the cantinas. Yeah. And that was one of the last Taco Bells that was like held together by duct tape. I mean, there was a pizza hut in there at one point as well, there right? Was, yeah. There was very briefly a barbecue chain that my dad went all in on and then got like, kicked out. He
2: invested <laughs> in it. We won. You know what? <laughs> or he went all in on me. He like parked himself in a seat. He and ate their ribs. Eating. and
1: He was like, gentlemen, where do I invest? And
0: That's <laughs> the kind of thing my father would have <laughs> <Right>?
1: done. <laughs> They'd be like, sure, we don't. And he's like, it's just, I'm leaving the money yeah. here.
0: I'm opening up a franchise location in my apartment. <laughs> My dad's still paying off twenty what was years. What the late. barbecue? I think it was called Stubbs'
1: barbecue. Oh yeah, oh, sure. A well, that's um, there's you can get a uh, like sauce? bottled sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I think they briefly tried to make it a, a restaurant. My dad it's was possible. like, "I'm putting my money down. Stubbs is the next great chain restaurant." Why are we <laughs> fucking talking about <laughs> that's this good stuff? I that love this. There there's a lot also, of chains
1: in this movie. Right.
0: There yes. was the there was the other there was the Taco Bell that got uh, replaced by a piercing shop next to the IFC. That was a really great one Mm. as well, and the one near UCB. Those were the last three, like, uh, Mose Isley Cantina Taco Bells, rather than the upscale Taco Bell Cantina.
1: I do love Taco Bell. Me too. (sighs) But to me, it's like, the moment has to be right. Yeah. And then when I do it, it's I'm all in. I'm not getting two things. I'm getting, like, a bag where they're like, like, this is your one? And Taco Bell, a little
0: bit like the Smith's break glass in case of emergency. Did I just get dumped? Yeah. I'm buying yeah. 12 things from Taco Bell. Right. Me.
1: Am I allowed to wallow or am I like being a teenager? Or am I like playing video games all day with my friend or yeah. something? My, yeah. My
2: Taco Bell time is, you know, when I go to a 9 or 10 p.m. screening. Yep. Didn't eat dinner mm-hmm. because I was stupid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get home, I'm yes. kind of drunk because I did get That's drinks the before thing. the movie. In-
0: incredible. I am too drunk. To yes. Eat. And
2: Taco Marie. Bell on Seamless. Oh, yeah
0: does It'll deliver get there to fast. my
2: apartment yeah. after midnight. <laughs>
0: Is it so. the one on Nostrand?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good Taco Bell. Yeah. My I, old Taco Bell. I, I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. You've
0: been there. I know. Way, way to post-docs yourself. Well, I don't live there anymore. Post-docs. <laughs>
2: But I think that one's a cantina, the it, one on Nostrand. It
0: was, but then I think it's uncantina. uncantina. <laughs> they were they were quick to cantina, and every time we went there and tried to take advantage of the cantina, they were like, "We don't do that Yeah, here. I would say like that location,
1: that whole that little that little uh, Fulton and Nostrand, like yeah. you don't want a cantina there. People no. are out all night, you know, in that area. You don't yes. want someone walking in at three in the morning and being like, give me a, you know, whatever they do. No, but this is part of the thing
0: is that people don't have to, like, I talk. You just, yeah, you just, much like the killer, up. you just tap, 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 tap. Well, tap, that's tap, tap, what we're talking about. Tap, it's tap, true. It's a podcast about These Directors thing about- who have massive success early on in their careers and are given a series of blank checks and make whatever crazy passion passion projects they want. And sometimes those checks clear and sometimes they bounce baby. This is a mini-series on the films of David Fincher. We're concluding our series. Bye-bye, David. The Curious pot of Benjamin cast. Today we're oh. talking about The Killer, his new release, his, his new, new Netflix film picture. That prompted this series.
1: Yeah. Mini series, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think and- it's more
0: of a maxi series, a limited maxi series.
1: I agree. It's a limited maxi series. It's uh 40 minutes and over yeah. if we're uh, submitting to an awards. Uh-huh. You know how like fast food it used to be like, you know, walking up there and be like, "Hey, can I can I get number 6?"
0: We used to have to talk to people.
1: Exactly. But like it's like you couldn't go up there and be like, "Listen, here's what I want. I want 10 nuggets. I want a cheeseburger with extra pickles. I right. want, you know, another cheeseburger with no pickles, but extra onion. you know, like yeah. now you can just like do your sick little order on the computer. Um,
2: I I disagree.
1: You disagree that you can't just, do your sick over?
2: No, well, you can, but I was just at a Whataburger at Dallas Love Field Airport yesterday. Oh, she's and I at a Whataburger. Had a, she's
1: at the Whataburger. Should I wave <laughs> the lone star
3: flag?
2: Yeah. Frickin ha uh, but I had a full conversation about uh adding ketchup and mayo to my burger because what a burgers are mustard forward uh-huh. and I don't like that so I, I need it to have ketchup on the
0: train and mayo. I mean this was Burger King's whole thing for oh, so long so it's have like it your way s-
1: the south people are nicer yes. they talk to you yes. more yeah but I do like that I can just kind of be like I want something really awful and I can't tell you. I, like, I can put it
2: that, in my well, that, computer. That's, that's, I like not I having to yeah, talk to Yeah, that's why, like, the, at the CVS, the like self checkout kiosks are so successful because people don't want to have to talk to um, well, then you're, the like, people when you're condoms. buying condoms. Yeah, yeah. you know, so we all like, were
0: rushing towards shame this thing. purchases. Yeah, just want right. to cut out. Show up the, uh, with 20 boxes of condoms. Middleman. And I like, get a mega lube. these don't expire for another decade, right? Because I might be sitting on them for a while. Do these age actually? Yeah. Like, it'd be good Did if they get
1: actually get stronger. stronger? Yeah, that—that's that, what I'm looking for here.
0: I'm going to be building up to using these. I bought condoms in bulk from Costco once, and it was one of the most uh, arrogant things I I had ever done. Yeah, that's inviting a drought. (laughs) I was, (laughs) yes. So lame. Yes, it was (laughs) underlining a failure to come. It was the reverse of Babe Ruth calling his own shot. It was Babe Ruth pointing to the garbage can and saying, this is where those condoms are going. No,
1: or it's Babe Ruth pointing to center field, and then like he gets hit in the head with the ball and (laughs) has to retire from baseball. (laughs) The guy's like, fuck you, pointing at the same. I'm going to hit you in the head. Came Uh, with a
0: collectible ten,
1: But the killer (laughs) is set in a world we might recognize, given (laughs) that it is our (laughs) world. (laughs) Right, where it's like you barely have to talk to anyone anymore to arrange very complex things. Yes. From gym memberships to assassinations.
0: Correct. One could argue the film is a comedy about how we've created a world that is ideally suited to sociopaths. (laughs) Right. You can question yeah. whether it's helps read sociopathy, that, but right, the people who already have those tendencies, boy, are they fucking feasting. Yes, gig economy. Murder gig economy. Murder gig economy. Uh, Jesus. Giga comedy. I- I've been reading <laughs> that's a so new uh, Pokemon.
1: I've been reading the complete <laughs> <laughs> killer like Dice clay, but he's got, you know.
0: I've been reading the complete killer, <laughs> yeah. which is seven hundred and fifty pages long.
1: It looks like uh the Alan Moore from Hell volume
0: or yes. you know, yes, Craig Johnson's that. blankets or whatever. Yes. Like it's a big, mm-hmm. big, it's a big big ass home book. And I knew that the movie is fairly loosely adapted Craig Thompson. Not Johnson. Yeah. Fuck. Craig Johnson directed Skeleton Twins? That sounds right. I hate sometimes just how quickly my brain, like, fucking ties the red string from one thing to another. Yeah. yeah. But this, yes, this, this book the size of my butt, uh, that is the complete Your butt is not that big, my killer. friend. This book that's five times You've the size beat. of my tiny flat ass. <laughs> this book has more curves than my butt does. <laughs> Uh, you're reading that book and up. yes that book is not set
1: obviously in 2023 no th- I didn't right.
0: realize this comic uh, started in 1998 oh what a time and I was saying to Marie I think uh, Fincher did not even glance at any of the volumes past a certain point I'm trying to figure out where the cutoff sure. part is but it feels like everything for the movie is basically taken from the first 200 some odd pages and they've continued doing new volumes of The Killer up through 2018 I think there's also a new one coming out to tie into the movie.
2: Wasn't this optioned a while ago? Like, yes. yeah.
0: So I, I saw well, this. There's a dossier. I can look it up.
2: I'll oh, we have up. a dossier for this episode.
1: JJ. <clears throat> JJ. JJ will make you a dossier for your fucking bowel movements if you ask He's him. He's the to. killer of dossiers. He just goes,
0: I can figure out how to do this. I, I saw this film uh, last week. I went to a screening where one David Fincher was in attendance. Along with Andrew Kevin Walker. Yeah. And the editor. Okay. And the uh, sound designer, forgive me for forgetting. Editor Kurt Baxter, of course. Correct.
1: Who I've talked to, very nice man. Yeah. Uh, sound designer Ren Kleiss? I believe so. Talk to him too yeah. for Mank. He's really awesome. Both rad as hell. Great- R- Ren Kleist is very cool. Sound guys are always cool because you're like, what did you do? And they're like, oh, let me tell you. You know, like they're always so excited to tell you about whatever baffling shit they did to get a sound.
0: I talk about this with my dad. Sound guys, and Marie, I, I wonder if you have the same assessment. Sound team almost always uniformly the best people on yep. the set. Cool people. Yeah. Cool. Always cool people. Yeah. And c- cool in some ways that are commonalities across all of them. And sometimes they surprise you, but it's always cool surprises. Where did you see it? Where was this theater? Whitby Hotel. It was a fancy. Uh, that's a very, that's a very
1: nice uh, screening room, yes. though.
0: Did you get the little candies? I got a little popcorn. All right. No candies? No. There was no moderator. Oh, shit. What? And David Fincher was like, we Be have fine. no moderator, so just we're opening it up. And you're like, dangerous. Dangerous. And, sure. and then it was mostly uh, sort of like guild members from different guilds. It was an award screening, yes. right? But it was like first question was like, "Hi, I'm also a sound mixer." Super detailed question. Amazing. I'm like, "This hey, fucking Q and A rules." Everyone was asking questions that weren't like, "How many days do you take to shoot?" Is there any improv in the film?
1: In in a uh, in our modern generation, how can stories be told for yes. younger audiences? There was with no attention span. One left? dumb
0: question I'll maybe get to, but it was like a real brass tack screening. That's awesome. And Andrew Kevin Walker was like, "Uh, you know, I we worked together a lot, but yeah. he had not." gotten a proper screenwriting credit on any of his films since seven. It's our first
1: on-screen collaboration, right? He's like, I'm always happy
0: when Fincher calls me. Sure. He calls me in like 2008. And he's like, I read a comic book I really like. He sends it to me. I read it. We get coffee. He's like, I think backstory is overrated. I think there's a spine of something interesting here. Here's how I'd structure the movie. It's like five things, right? right? And he's like, one, two, three, four, five. Andrew Kevin Walker's like, okay, write it down, wrote down the notes of his five point plan of what the movie is. Just reduce it to basically these five chapters, these five like movements, five actions, right? Uh, And he's like, and then line went completely cold. Presumably they continue to work together in little capacities. Let's think, like, I guess he wasn't
1: really involved because he was very involved, I feel like, in a lot of the earlier stuff. Yeah. But right. I don't think he took a pass on like social network or. Dragon Tattoo, obviously.
3: No, but maybe he's maybe gone, developing he's other the, I mean, stuff. You know,
1: they're right? friends. Yeah. And like they worked on one of those
0: uh, love, sex, love, death and robots. They, they worked yes. on one of those. Uh, but he just says for 10 years, it never came up in conversation once again. That's so funny. And then 2018, he goes, do you remember that killer thing? I do want to do that. And he's like, here's my approach to how I would do it. And Fincher recited because I still had the notes. I could check it word for word, verbatim, 10 years later, picking up the thread, the movie is these five things. Right. And he was like, and now I'm set up at Netflix, I want you to start working on it. So that's when they like really crack into it. But there's 10 years between him identifying it, picking the co-writer, not commissioning the script, a word not being written, and then him being like, let's go, let's do this. That's crazy. I don't know what JJ found in his research, but that's how Andrew Kevin Walker told Who knows what swill he's
1: dredged up for us. Hell yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean... That is certainly what you hear about Fincher is right. It's like it's just in his brain, yeah. whatever the idea is, or then, yeah, and then it's just sitting in there until needed, it, like uh, some kind
0: of mad computer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, just in case no one can hear it. Uh, a friend of mine, friend of the podcast, Ben David Grabinski, uh, who watched it last night, texted me, and She's he was... He's
1: going, what a burger. He's hanging with Ben David
0: Grubinsky. We're texting. Oh, texting.
2: Text, text. Are you jealous?
0: So jealous. tap, so, uh, he was like fucking killer rules. You guys yeah. must be so excited that you get to end on a on a rad one. I was like, yeah. And he was like, it's Fincher and Soderbergh land. Yep. So true. And yep. it's it's not just like stylistically, but it's no. like even the attitude of him being like, haven't done a Hitman movie yet, right? Let me strip it down. Let me like play with just actual craft. There's something to, it's not like this is a minor movie. No, but I a, think it's going to be taken as one. Totally. because. fools. Soderbergh, who works so much faster, will be like, you know what? I haven't done an erotic thriller. I haven't done a this. I haven't done a that. Right. But he, Fincher, now he's kind
1: of like, all right, take your clothes off. And uh, then I'm going to shoot this sunset. Right. And I think we're done. I'm going to just send that over to HBO. Right. I'm sure they'll do something with it.
0: Yeah. Fincher is so much more meticulous and process involved yes. and so long in development that even when he's making something like Panic Room, that's a bit of a genre riff, it it, it feels like, well, I have to load as much into this as possible. And this feels like him being like, "Let me just fucking strip it down in a way that is very cool." I
1: agree with that. Uh, I think the Soderbergh mode thing totally true. Marie, where did you see it? They're Sorry. obviously very good friends.
2: Uh, I saw. Obviously. Yeah. Well, didn't wasn't wasn't Soderbergh watching like several cuts of this? Oh, well, he logs he want, it. That's yeah,
0: my all the favorite time part: of the log <laughs> is seeing like twenty cuts of a Fincher like movie. rough cuts yeah. of a Fincher, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh,
2: I saw this movie at uh, a 10.40 a.m. screening at the Alamo Drafthouse with sure. a bunch of fucking sickos. Well, uh, Marie, I assume
0: you mean the Alamo Drafthouse in New York City. <laughs> it was, I believe. Yes. Oh, I thought you saw it in Texas. Okay. No, I
2: was thinking uh, you about saw it seeing it right in to Texas, Texas, but then I decided to gotcha. see it in New York before, before I got the on the plane to go to Texas.
0: To be clear, you flew to Texas for a Toy Story-themed birthday party.
2: That is correct. But well, it was a, one Cars? It was a Toy Story slash Cars hybrid second birthday celebration. Right, which
0: I, look, I made it very clear to Marie's nephew that I thought he was muddying the cannons a little bit <laughs> and he should try to keep them clean. But we'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah. There's, well, it, there's no Waterburger in New York, right? Did they
2: attempt no. one once?
1: I don't think so. I don't know.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: but I just wanted to go there.
2: It's it's growing on me. It's good. as I you know. your, your,
1: your wedding... It was invoked many times yes, at your wedding because my my father, father so, in law does yeah.
2: not um
1: who by the way is charming as hell
2: yes he he's that great. was
1: a charming so, your father in law yeah yeah
2: he's great his name's Manny he looks like a Mexican Charles Barkley yep um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean yeah not wrong yeah but uh, his his speech was about how you know I'm great except I. Don't like you're, Whataburger. You're,
1: you're not like an automatic fan of Waterbur-
2: right. Whataburger. But I'm yeah. like, as I said, mustard forward burgers. They don't, it's not a natural fit for me. So, sure. you know, it's taken time. But
0: but you just have to learn the language to make the adjustments to yeah. have it work for you, I guess, yeah. which it sounds like you're doing.
2: Yes, I am.
0: Yeah. I, I saw this film at the Paris, Netflix's
1: own Paris theater. uh uh-huh. Part of, technically part of New York Film Festival.
0: Right. Um, a uh, screening I was supposed to go to and it literally got like rained out of
1: making it in time. It was wet. It was a wet night, yeah,
0: in Midtown. But I did yeah. see it
1: there, sitting next to you know Jeff Wells and all those fun folks. Jeff Wells was
0: about six, the six killer years of the <laughs> online film blogging community. He recently he called wishes. me like a Marxist or something in Hollywood. I can't, yeah, I goth- can't remember the which Gotham thing he called me.
2: Crew, uh, right, yeah. he identified nominating me as committee. part
1: of right, like you know, like the sort of Maoists. So over, over woke at yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, so shout out to you, Jeff. Um, I saw it, loved it. Yeah. was so excited for other people to see it. I'm sad it's uh, not getting a, you know, 3,000 screen release or Although whatever. It's but it's getting a slightly getting wider something. release yeah. than other Netflix
2: this movies. Was, it was playing in the Dallas metro area. So I could have seen it outside of New York yes. if I wanted to, which is cool.
0: So that's you good. saw it with Dang Ask Venture Freaks like first thing in the morning. First Friday thing in the morning screening. Screening. on Friday. Yeah. And um, was there a pretty healthy crowd?
2: I would say uh, there were maybe like 20 people there. Okay. Pretty
0: All good. with bucket hats?
2: Uh, No bucket hats. Mm. Um, there was one guy I thought might be Todd Field.
0: Okay. Cause you know how like Todd, it.
2: during his, uh, He's got a big hat though. Yeah. Well, it was a guy wearing like a really big baseball hat. And I was yeah. like, is that the main baseball or whatever he sure. was wearing? Yeah. Was not Todd Field. Okay. But, um, yeah, I was the only woman, uh, and <laughs> it was just a bunch of, you know, freelance people. Uh, yeah. I had two iced coffees and one order of, uh, apple cinnamon donut holes.
1: Are they any good? Well, we all saw it desperately. But- I was yes. so,
2: I felt so privileged to see it in a theater because yeah. I, you know, regret for all of you people watching this movie on Netflix, but the sound design is okay. really spectacular.
0: You you texted me, me yeah. after you saw it and you said it's a great way to end our series because it's so autobiographical. It,
2: well, yes. It is. It, I, it, think it, so. I think my enjoyment of this movie is like at least 60%.
1: Fincher making fun of himself. Fincher making fun of himself. That's how I it. Yeah. Being yeah.
2: completely immersed in and make, and Fincher. Maybe making fun of himself, but making months.
0: fun of how we perceive yes. him. Or yes. how he thinks we perceive you him. You want my reductive, like, quippy take on this movie? Sure. It is well, Fincher- I, can I just not go to your letterbox? I haven't posted. I saved it for the episode. I'm
1: joking. I'm just, it's a little joke about how some people use their letterbox, including me. Yeah. Uh, what, what is oh, it? and
0: what a what a waste of the platform!
1: Sick. It's sick that it's I won't sick. write 1,200 words for every movie I see here for
0: serious criticism!
1: And instead, I say like whatever, you know, you know, you know, X person, you know, more like hot
0: person, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. What was your Zodiac Redu? Uh, uh, David I, separate, tie dot tumbler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on two separate times without yeah. thoughts. Yes. I didn't know that I was doing it Basically, this, yeah. I praised Mark Ruffalo's bowties and Elias Codius' necktie. Right, right. Because they they're both great. Yes. Yes. My
0: right. my letterbox type quip on the movie is uh, a psychological horror film about David Fincher imagining a reality where he's only allowed one take. Oh. Right, but I like oh. I, the moment when he misses the shot in the no, movie. No, I know. I was yeah. like, "That's what this is." That's yeah. his and nightmare. Not he wakes up in a cold sweat. To the thing right. that he obviously feels some frustration about his process being reduced to or focused on. Yeah, but it's like this feels like a self admission where he's like, "You know why I do so many fucking takes? <laughs> because if you only so get you don't one, sometimes shoot, you shoot the, the high mistress. end dancer. Yes, right. exactly. no one can get it in one. That's insane.
1: Duck killer."
0: There's—I I didn't bring this up in the episode, but when um, uh, I watched the um, dragon tattoo with the commentary, yeah, there's a moment where um, Daniel Craig walks back into his house.
2: Oh, is it when the bottle falls? Yes. I was wondering about how they did that. The bottle falls off the, the fridge.
0: The fridge, and yeah. he, like, catches it underhand and, like, throws it over yes. to the other hand and then, like, kind of has a little, like, moment of, like, I nailed it, and then walks over to the table, and the cat is in the perfect position in the frame— and Fincher was like, it's one of those takes where like there's no digital aiding there. Right. There's like no setup that actually just happened. Everything lined up perfectly. And you're like gripping onto your armrest being like, is something going to blow this take? And it didn't. And I was like, holy shit, that was a miracle. Let's do two more.
2: Wait, was the bottle? So was the bottle falling intentional? No. Okay. Right. It just but it happened one time. it just happened yeah. time, so cool. And
0: Craig nailed the catch and then turned into such a movie star moment. And then the cat performs the right way where the cat was apparently always like temperamental on that movie and fincher says the story as a sort of like self-parody of like i wasn't even happy with that take yeah right and then, then i did then, two, I like, more two more before i went like what, what, the, what fuck am I, I, doing? I doing i got it yeah, right, yeah i'm never gonna using gonna... that there's no right. miracle better than that <laughs> yeah right. and this is the movie where it's just like this guy's like i don't improvise i come with a plan i prepped i've storyboarded oh, shit. i hire the best crew <laughs> yeah i have the best equipment Fuck! What if I fuck up and I'm then listening. I I won't with this shoot prep. until I'm fucking
1: sixty BPM. I've right. you know right all that shit. Okay, listen. Yeah, David Fincher is the filmmaker we're covering today. Yes, he made Mank. I mean, it came out three years ago. He the Mank. Uh, he's been in this Netflix stable for five years. I feel like yeah, like he's had this deal for five years. That sounds right. Uh, like I know that this is like technically the last year of a deal he signed, yeah.
2: but that's only for features. I I think like, it was he's had just, a Netflix deal. Like he's been forever. working
1: for Netflix, right. yeah. but like I think they were like they gave him some sort of overall deal. Because remember, and Mank and the Killer have both come out of that. He and jumps maybe he to loved HBO definitely.
0: and sets up the Utopia? three shows that don't go there, yeah. and Video in yeah. and the third one I'm yeah. forgetting that didn't get very far at all. Um, he sets those up after House of Cards. Then he does. Hunter, and then I think he, like, signed specifically a movie deal, which makes sense with 2018 being the year he goes back to Andrew Kevin Walker and says, like, time to get the script done. I can make the killer at Netflix. Right. Um, well, he also had one other unrealized
1: project, mm. a prequel to Chinatown, that he's been working on with Robert Town. Mm. Uh, um, like, I, which, I mean... I mean, God bless David Fincher and do what you want, but I don't know if you should do Have you that. Seen,
2: the Two Jakes is like kind of good, right? But that's
1: a sequel. Right, but I'm just saying
2: yeah. that is like a universe that has been expanded. But like in that a stars that, Jack Nicholson.
0: Yes. And uh, from people China Town. hated it at the time. Yeah. It's, and it's largely forgotten. It's a pretty flawed movie. It's, it's interesting. I think people still think of that as like an untouched, one and done masterpiece. Yeah. They just ignore. Yeah. Yeah.
2: God, and there is no young Nicholson. And I also no.
0: just, uh, do no, we need there, to be? There's No one fills that role. No, and even in the way that like, you know, there's increasing yeah. talk about Heat 2, a movie we hopefully will get to cover in yeah, some I mean, years. I'm, I'm pro Heat 2. Right, but like everyone's sort of like wishless casting is like, well, you just do it with Adam Driver and Oscar Isaac. Yes. And it's like, those guys are not one-to-one with De Niro and Pacino, but you're like, that works. Serious actors with tons of integrity. And like, they kind of you know. have a similar, like they've circled each other for a while sort of thing. Um, but, like, there's no, there's no one analogous to Nicholson right no. now. No one.
2: No.
0: Um, I don't know how you do that. It I would mean, specifically be a Jake Giddes. Yeah, it's his time in Chinatown with Lou
1: Escobar. Okay. I mean, of course, then the other thing he did was that Voir show. We talked right. about that. You know, so he's done other stuff for Netflix as well, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But um, instead, the killer, he also, you know, he gave some interviews. He was like, we're working on this Chinatown thing. And then he was like, I'm also playing with adapting this French graphic novel about an mm-hmm. assassin that I've always liked. Paramount? Initially had the rights to this. Okay, back in two thousand and seven, Fincher told them to get the rights in, so in around. his
0: Zodiac uh, Benjamin
1: Button double feature. Correct. Period. Yeah, um, and uh, the uh, f- yes, the book was released in nineteen ninety eight, but it wasn't released in English until two thousand and seven. So that's when he noticed it. Yes. The other um, thing in,
0: in France, comics uh, bande dessinée. Yeah,
1: bon dessinée.
0: Yes, bande dessinée. Uh, David pronounced it better than I did. Bande dessinée. Um. France, basically, their main medium for comics is, like, the midway point between a single issue and a graphic novel. Uh, right. They are, like, thin, hardback books that, uh, yeah, are not, like, 30-page issues, but they're also not, like, 150-page compendiums of a run. Um, so, I think there are a series of the bande dessinée. Before it finally then gets uh, adapted over here into like the first volume, which is maybe the first five chapters, which I, I think seems to be the thing that Fincher really read and took to. When
1: I lived in France,
0: I was really a big comic book reader. And that was like
1: the best thing about France was it was like my comic book consumption is not interrupted whatsoever. Yes. Like this is a country that understands... Me buying my weekly comics like that's yeah. back- I used to go to the store and buy like eight comics a week or whatever tremendous it's like long standing appreciation addiction. for the art form like and I like, comics
0: were taken seriously in France for decades a very long earlier than here
1: yeah and it's yeah it's always like some guy who's actually called like Jean Jacques right it's like what's your name it's like Mets my name <laughs> yeah. is Mets, um, beep, beep. <laughs> Mets Actually, apart from being a comic book artist, had also worked on video games at okay. Ubisoft. Oh, that uh, makes sense. He's got credits on Rayman 3. Okay. Good game. Yeah. Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, not one I've played. Uh, he came up with a character. He thought about it maybe as a novel, but then he was like, well, it's all silence and monologue, so visually it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so he uh, starts working on it as a comic book. There are his his notion is just like
0: imagine what a hitman thinks about while he's waiting to do his job. That's what I would job. say. Right. So there there are a couple plot points shared in broad broad strokes, but this is one of those things where Fincher really could have been like, I'm writing an original screenplay and not option the rights or given credit if he wanted to play dirty pool, because yeah. uh, it really feels like the main thing he's jamming on like is movie in the head of hitman dealing with the mundanity of it right that's the thing the biggest thing he's taking from the book the character in the book i would argue is quite different okay first How's of all different? in the no q and a no bucket hat burn the book i don't even want to hear about it anymore throw it in the fire in the q a the one stupid question was this woman was like michael fassbender is so good in this and the accent i cannot believe the accent how did you get that out of him and Fincher was like, Well, I saw Prometheus. I said, That guy's a good sociopath. Write that down for later. I'll find a use for him. <laughs>
1: he has these card catalogs in his head, like, Romantic Lead, sociopath. Truly. Like, he's just like throwing people. maybe a second movie he listed, but his line was truly, I mean, he went like. There are many movies that yes. you could watch and think, like, Wow, this Fastbender guy is giving sociopath.' His line was, he says, like, Jobs. Yeah. Uh, fucking Assassin's Creed. I mean, like, I, the list goes he's on. He's like, and on. I
0: go to see Prometheus and I go, Hmm, sociopath. <laughs> Write that down for later. Like, he's
1: one of those actors, though, like that when it was like Fincher's working at Fassbender, you're like, yeah, well, they work together all the time. And right. you are like, right. No, they haven't. They haven't. Because Fassbender kind of got big after Fincher stopped making a lot of movies. Yes. And then also Fassbender, But they do seem a match in terms th- of this process. This and or uh,
0: Next Goal Wins, which I think uh, is, by the time this comes out, probably the most acclaimed film of the year, right, is marching its way straight to an Oscar sweep. Mm-hmm. Are like his first movies in almost five years. Yeah, well wasn't he's he, he's gone he all in on he's gone all in on racing. Director said he had to structure the shoot of this movie around like Le Mans or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like what yeah. what's the down season for racing where yeah. we have a very specific window where he will do this. He
1: is 100% into car racing. I yeah. believe Porsche is actually his uh, manufacturer.
2: Oh, when I said Ferrariing, I meant I know. just you, the you movie. You
1: more meant yes. like, ferrari. Masculinity As is a, a prison. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I do this insane yeah. thing and risk my life. No, Why? he's been ferrari out Fast. of control. Yes. Like, we haven't talked about Ferrari yet, but like, that
0: is the vibe of Ferrari. It's yeah. not like,
1: Ooh, Cargo Fast, how fun. It's more like, Why do we do this to ourselves? A little you know?
0: bit the vibe of Michael Fassbender <laughs> these days too, of like masculinity in crisis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess he's got. Well, he's in next call. and as I said, it's wasn't prob-
2: that movie filmed like what, like fifteen years ago? Yeah, but before that, what was his last
0: film before these two? Before is it
2: like the light between oh, oceans, or one that's of those? Question
0: is- Jesus, is it that far back? Okay, well, let's take a look. There's like basically a five year gap. Oh, 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 uh, well. fucking Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, twenty nineteen. He's all over that movie. He is so in that movie; it's <laughs> insane, Marie. He's definitely in.
1: Every act of it, it's that yes. clever thing they do where you're like, well, Fassbender's in the whole movie.
0: And right. you're like, well, sure, for five minutes at a time every Because they do minutes. like the budget yes. version of Krakoa <laughs> where he's like, I built a city. I built a city. See, there's six people here in this right. field. And I can be on set for five days and we can distribute these scenes across the entire length of the and film. And then there's the insane action sequence in the movie where they cross the street. Yeah. Like literally an entire set
1: piece of them crossing a street yes. in Manhattan. Yeah. He's part of that. Yes. Don't really
0: remember. I don't even remember what like his goals are in that. Okay, movie. but that's four years ago. Wait,
2: and then what was what was right before that one?
0: Light between oceans.
2: Oh no. Oh oh, Harry Hole. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> he had two movies really break him in a row, uh-huh. and I'd say Light Between Oceans to a a, a lesser degree. Well, Light Between
2: Oceans a- was even before that yeah, was he's like Gone in Covenant.
0: Creek in there okay. as well, which is, you know, he's and, very good at that. And he joined the creed and gave... Yeah. He joined the creed and he trespassed the performance House, of House a lifetime. steve
2: Jobs, no good. Steve Jobs felt like the level-up
0: moment for him where it was like, he finally got the Oscar nomination yeah. that people thought he was snubbed for for 12 Years a Slave and supporting. Sure. And then he gets the lead nomination in Steve Jobs, and even though that movie bombs, it's like, Welcome to the club, Fastbender. Yeah. You're one of our serious leading men. If you're going to do a big performance, we're going to pay attention. Right. And then he's like, the X-Men movies at that point are less unstable where it's like, he's got a franchise that's still going. He's gets to make these movies. And then, yeah, the the wheels really fall off. He's good in the first Mm X-Men. He's He's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Don't really remember what he does in Days of Future Past at all. In that a, is a ap- movie. I'm I'm so curious. If you were to watch it now, would it completely like disintegrate in your hands? It's, yes, it sucks. I've I've rewatched yeah. it. I'm not a fan of that movie. Yeah. Apocalypse, he destroys Auschwitz
1: and yes. goes, Aah! like that, but I don't remember anything else that he does no. in that one. Like that's that's, so. that's that's his big moment. It's just
0: wild that he made four of them.
1: But it's wild that any of them did. Correct. Like you're like, well, Jay Lawrence Jennifer Lawrence dropped out of the fourth one, right? No, she's in it. No. Yes, she dies. None
0: of them bailed? <laughs> None
1: Ever. Of them. And then they all gave those interviews where they were like, we
0: were just so happy to work with a new director on this film. Yes. (laughs) And that's what's important. Right. They all very much made it sound like Kinberg was the guy who was vaguely keeping things calm for three movies in a row. So we all felt we owed it to him to repay the favor for the one where he was actually director. And it worked out great for everybody.
1: Well, don't worry, because they're going to
0: rescue the MCU. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, Dave and I have been texting back and forth, and I keep on going like, "Here's a take on how you could Griff's save the MCU." Like,
1: what if you did this? And I'm like, "I don't, I don't know, man." David's Band-Aid Band-Aid for a bullet to hole. be, "Yeah, nuke it from orbit, kill them all." <laughs> yeah, Molotov cocktail, run away. I just keep watching Loki and keep being like, I don't even know who is good or bad. Yeah, and I'm not saying that in a morality has law. I'm literally like, I don't know what the goal is. Yeah, so I don't know which, who to root for. Yes. Do we want this to go away or stay? And also, who wants that to you know? I, and that's just like what? Like, what are these movies about anymore? Nothing. What are they
0: about? They're about
1: nothing. Okay. Um, the killer. They're about
0: nothing. The movie's about nothing. It's a franchise about nothing. They got no days multiverse. You can bring anyone back with the multiverse
2: about nothing. Uh, I'd say your Seinfeld impression is pretty bad, Griffin. Uh,
0: what are you talking about? <laughs> What's the deal with my impression? It's pretty good. Um B movie.
1: So Finchy's got his deal with Should
0: called it A Plus movie. Uh Finch's
1: his got deal, got deal with, with Netflix. Netflix. Uh mm-hmm. he likes the graphic novel. He says he likes the nihilism. He cool. likes the self-loathing. He likes the inner monologue all these things he tells himself. And and much like... Uh, to, you know, make him feel ostensibly better. Yes. Is his monologue reliable?
0: Should we take it as gospel? Is he negotiating with himself? Much like Soderbergh's uh, HBO Max deal, where it's like...
2: You, you mean just Max?
0: I'm sorry. Now it's a Max deal. But the deal he signed with HBO Max, where it's just like... So I don't have to go through the process of pitching these over and over again. Yeah. Trying to put too many commercial elements together. Right can I just like pick a simple thing and load it with a couple stars and you get off my fucking back if the number's small enough? Killer kind of feels like Fincher trying to do the same thing. Right. If like, if I get one bankable name for you and it's in a genre that kind of makes sense as a thumbnail image and the movie's less complicated than what I usually make, will you just let me be? Right. Can I just like give me the money and I'll, right. I'll, I'll give you a movie in nine months? Yeah. You know, whatever.
1: Um, I'm all for it. I mean, I, I just wish... It was in three thousand theaters. Here's, here's my take.
0: Give me six weeks in three thousand theaters. No, my thing is, yes, I would prefer that he was making movies that were put into uh, three thousand theaters and right. given proper runs. Uh, Apple TV is currently uh, Apple Plus is currently the one doing it right, where they, like, make the thing, they know they'll own it forever, yeah. but then they make a deal with the distributor, and you're like, normal, free money. Right. It is free money for you. But also, the thing they all find, and Netflix has different business strategies, i.e. They want to destroy theaters. And or also, uh, uh, diminishing the meaning of money. Sure, obscuring what money is right. They want up to be down and left yes. to be right. Yes, I just,
2: I can't imagine how this movie is going to play on Netflix. I, I can't just, It'll be boring because it's you need so, to be, be locked so in. with it. Boring. You
0: need to be locked in.
1: Um, it's terrible. Both the movies he made for Netflix. It's like he's like I'm making these because they'll
0: give me the money to make them. Yeah, they're both t- uniquely bad for streaming. Yeah, like yes, okay. Yeah. What I was gonna say. The upside of like the Soderbergh HBO deal, right? Max deal which I I wish more of those films got theatrical releases other than Magic Mike, is that, like, he works fast. Right. He accepts that he works in genres that people won't finance as theatrical films anymore. And he's like, you know what? Great. HBO, I get to make three of these a year. The, the trade-off is they're not going to get to go to theaters, right. but I can, like, keep them going and I have stability. Fincher works too slowly for him signing a five-year deal at Netflix to be worth it, I would argue, from our vantage point as the audience. Yeah. Where I'm like, if the trade-off was These don't go to theaters, but I don't have to wait three years between Fincher movies. Yeah. It's not like that's an artificial break because Fincher can't get things off the ground. It's because he takes time to do things right.
1: He doesn't care. So
0: I'm like, if it's five years of him taken off the board only to have his shit go to Netflix. And as you said, both of these movies are him making things that he knows the studios wouldn't green light, but that specifically don't play well at home.
1: Yeah. Like, Mank, I want to hear... That sound in the theater, we still, we talk about that on that episode. Here, if I have this on, how am I, how is my mind
0: not going to wander? How are you not going to check your fucking phone? And then you're no better than the killer himself.
1: Exactly. What you should do is you should watch it sitting in like, you know, a sort of like a lotus pose with a BPM monitor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it goes above 60, you pause the movie. Yes.
2: In a we work.
0: Yes, in a we work. In, a, in an abandoned we, work. we work. Oh, Funny. Yeah. thing I was going to say before I jokes. distracted myself with six other points, this woman who was like harping on the accent, right? And Fincher says like, good sociopath. Yeah. And then she was like, but like he's, do you know he's Irish? Like that's not how he usually talks. Like, how did he do that? Fincher's like, you're kidding me. What? What's going on? Yes. I think he did that bit. Right, right. But this woman was acting like she has never heard anyone speak in a voice different than their own speaking voice before. But she was like, But was that your decision to make the character American? What is he in the book? And Fincher's like, that's a good question. Because I read the English translation. I guess I never considered it.
1: Yeah, like what is
0: is the book? this This is the Frenchest motherfucker of all time. This is the most Parisian-looking dude in history. You were asking if he has the bucket hat? He's like a man filled with ennui, tiny little glasses, half-smoked cigarette, constantly dangling off his lip, thin mustache, sitting outside Parisian cafes. Keeps on saying, like, I gotta go back to Paris. There's no ambiguity about how French this guy is. Whereas
1: this character in the movie is, he's like an American from nowhere, right? Correct. Like that's the vibe.
0: That's the other thing. Yeah. Is this guy, as much as you're living in his, uh, in his head, yeah. in his internal voice, this guy is like pontificating on shit more. There's slightly more backstory, which Fincher was like, I want the experiment of like, is that necessary? Right. Can we make a movie where you only know about the guy in the present? We don't fill any of this in. But it's more that, like, this guy's inner monologue is closer to Edward Norton in Fight Club, where he's making, like, value judgments of the broken society around him. Sure. Whereas Fassbender's sort of just going, like, excusing himself and saying, like, the whole world's bad. This guy's, like, stewing on it and is like, I have landed in this position as a moral consequence of. Fincher's thing sounds better to me. Yeah. Yeah. The book is fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, it'll take me six more years to finish reading it. But yes, it's like this guy is you get a lot more emotion out of him. Yeah. You have a lot more of a a real like vantage point and personality. The thing that it shares with the book is the sort of Venezuela kind of uh, uh, Hamlet, uh, his dream away from this job. Right. Right. It's
2: Dominican Republic. In the
0: book, it's Venezuela. Okay. sorry. And it's like he has the place, but he's much more consciously working towards like Five million is the number where, when I hit that, I leave this behind and I like retire there forever. Yeah. And there's like a woman he's involved with, but it's not as clear cut a relationship as this. This is his. And the book does partner. have the thing, or at least this first chunk that Fincher adapted of like the one hit that goes wrong and the ripple effects yeah. of it. But the way all of it plays out is different. All right. So yeah, that's so like all. I said, that's really kind of the- shared in common. It's, it's a good
1: no it seems pretty good I like French comics yeah, uh, I read a all of them if I very like the loose time.
0: kind of pulling surface elements kind of thing Fincher has acknowledged
1: that uh, they selected a bucket hat early on because they wanted the idea of like this guy wears everything that could just be bought in an airport right like <laughs> yeah, also he had the dreamer's disease a joke of I of made course. 10
0: different times <laughs> on this podcast
1: well that's that's our vanilla sky joke yeah it's an important joke
0: it's an important joke because,
1: joke. because in that he actually does have the dreamer's he disease he caught the dreamer's disease right and then he saw bullet train mm-hmm. and, you know, Pitt had already told him, like, I wear a bucket hat and bullet train. He's like, OK, well, you're stepping in our sandbox when you do that. But yeah. fine.
2: Well, I mean, when this bucket hats have had like a cultural resurgence.
1: Mm. Who's responsible?
2: Uh, Gen Z. Oh,
1: God. Them again.
2: Yeah. But t- <laughs> but like, sorry, guys. <laughs> TikTok boys, I mean, like, bucket hat. Yeah, it's like, every, you know, we're bringing back the, the fashion from the late 90s, early 2000s.
1: Yeah. I'm just here to tell you, Gen Z, it wasn't good then. No, it
0: was never good.
1: Yeah, like, that wasn't a good time. No. The world wasn't singing with life yeah. <laughs> around uh, 2001.
2: 2001, no, but 99? I mean, look, I was 13
1: years well, that old. Was like, I radical. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was having a good time, i.e., playing Goldeneye. I had a, like, I had a
2: chair in my room,
1: Marie. That Marie?
2: I that I blew, blew up. up,
1: as did I, my friend. Yeah. Mine was blue. What color was yours?
2: Mine was yellow smiley face pattern. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I had also had a lava lamp.
0: The thing about I my, was more of a beanbag guy. I had a beanbag. Oh, I had a beanbag too. too. Yeah. But The thing about my blow up chair,
1: which I assume cost. $15 because yeah. at the end of the day it's just a bunch of plastic
0: Yes, it was surprisingly durable yeah, yeah. those things lasted no,
2: no those things were great uh, we used to be a
0: proper country we used to make things
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. things to and last probably like leeching all kinds of things into my <laughs> system but whatever yeah
2: I think the killer could have had an inflatable chair
1: that would be funny if he's like alright I'm here to stake out <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, but I like the two pronged thing of yes, like everything comes straight from the airport for him. Yes. This man exists in transitional so he looks states, like nothing. Mm-hmm. but also he says at some point that he based his look specifically on a German tourist he saw who he identified right. as the guy that people would least want to talk to. Uh-huh. <laughs> that I, I mean, like, that's the joke in the movies. Like, he wants to be like half anonymous, but anyone who would notice him was like, that guy seems a
1: little annoying. 100% uh, people are always ignoring Taurus he's not James Bond our guy's flies coach mm. this is a Fincher uh, quote you know another one is basically just like he's James Bond by way of Home Depot mm-hmm. uh, Kate Adams is the costume designer she was an assistant on uh, costume designer Mindhunter but that's her only other credit wow So, uh, Andrew Kevin Walker, as you say, uh, they had been close collaborators, right? So like, right. Andrew Kevin Walker literally worked on the Game and Fight Club. Mm -hmm. I think he might've also had some role in Panic Room. He's in that movie as a joke, you know.
0: One, the cops were all named after him.
1: Right. Right. And then like, he also like worked on Fincher, Fincher's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea movie Mm -hmm. that never happened. He worked on a dragon tattoo sequel script. I think that, you know, they took a first like glance at or something. The girl with two
0: dragon tattoos. (laughs) Yeah, we're swerving away from the books. Yeah, it's just about her get more ink.
2: <laughs> I was told she the second book, like there's a major plot line where she gets breast implants. She
1: sure does. Yeah, cool. it's a real sign of how the books are definitely good in every single way yes. with no problems whatsoever.
0: Romley just saw it and we were talking about how good the ending was. She had never seen it before, and she was like, So what happens in the sequel? And I was like, they didn't make it. And she was so convinced culturally that three of them had happened because they feel like there's been so much of them. Yeah, and I
1: guess it's that weird combo of like, well, we talked about that. We talked about it. Um, but I understand that that now they're doing after we record it. Yeah, they're doing oh the TV TV show is it on Amazon? I forget one of the one of the streamers of the is now companies. doing yeah like
2: the Millennium th- trilogy. Yeah, again.
1: again as a TV show.
0: I'm sure that'll be good. He'll be so good. And I'm going to commit here to covering every episode. Fincher
1: credits Walker with the sort of like contemporary consumerist Mm -hmm. angle that this movie has, right? Like all that stuff, like him interfacing with modern technology today. That was his idea. Things like the, uh, you know... um, Key five copier.
0: Sure. I mean the technology is not in there, but the attitude very much is of the book is very like, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Sure. All of us are complicit in this. How am I doing anything worse than anyone else? But yeah, I think the the way technology opens up the process, which is obviously a thing Fincher is interested in of like, how would you actually do this? Wow. I right, just right.
2: I just typed key fob copier. Yeah, you can into just get them. Amazon Prime. Get one tomorrow. No, that's the thing. Yeah. Fincher
1: literally said to Avenger Kevin Walker, like, that's a thing, right? And he was like, Oh, I don't think so. Well, let me check on Amazon. Put it in. And he was like, Wait, you can just
0: buy one for like twenty dollars. Same fucking... day delivery. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. It's so wild. I mean, Ugh. that's we're jumping it, but that's my favorite sequence of the movie where you're just like. Him spending the two days figuring out how he's going to get into Arliss Ho- or Howard's apartment. So good. Yeah. Um, but yes. Okay. So Andrew Kevin Walker brings in the sort of modern tech angle. So that's cool. Uh, very clever idea, I think. And Andrew Kevin Walker,
1: obviously, you know, I think he had some of that in Fight Club too. Like mm-hmm. the idea of the name tags yeah. that's his. That's what I'm saying. The book is yeah. very similar
0: to that, and the book is also very caught up in the tedium of like people think this job is flashy. A lot of it is boring. A lot of it is waiting. But I think Fincher brings to it the energy of the the film production thing of, like, the hurry up and wait energy specifically. Yeah. Right. Of you're, like, laying in wait, trying to maintain concentration for the one moment things need to count.
1: The Samurai sighted. Yes. Yes as a obvious very Melvillian film I love that film
2: do you guys like that movie? Le Samurai
1: Le Samurai he's a cool so fucking good it's cool but it's also like this movie it's like this is a bummer this guy's life sucks he's an idiot even though he's so hot he's got a great hat
0: Le Samurai he has a better hat that's the best thing about this movie is that this guy is an idiot and he's not particularly good at what he does he's Uh, better at killing than I am
1: Yeah, he's he's not bad, but he has a somewhat inflated opinion of himself. Great, but maybe no one is great at this because such such a weird job.
0: I'm gonna say maybe maybe no one should be good at this.
1: Well, I mean, like, so Linklater's Hitman, which is not coming out this year, but will come out sometime soon, also on the Sterling streaming service Netflix. See it fucking theater um, is is kind of like about like that's not that doesn't exist
0: right that is such a good take for a hitman that's, movie there's is, no such thing as I a think hitman. this is purely a construct of fiction
1: right like sure people occasionally will be paid to kill someone but it's not like there's someone who's like that's my job call him and I'll go do it right but because people think it's a job someone can pretend to be one yes that's such a and I mean it's an, an incredible movie you I saw think Marie just Mary, thought it was okay but right? oh, you, you thought it was just okay no Someone else just thought it was okay. I
2: thought it, I thought No, I thought it was good. It was very enjoyable, but I'm like, we used to make these kinds of movies all the time, and I think it's just like a scarcity thing where we're so I excited to see true. this kind of movie.
0: Guess, I disagree with that. I don't that. care. I'm really excited to see that kind of movie. I just
1: want to, on the record, I disagree okay. with that. It's a very Linklatery movie to me. Like, it's him doing a noir, which is like
2: a I, weird I, blend of I was of surprised. Not, this isn't a dig against him. It was just more my expectations for the movie. I was surprised at how sexy it was fucking sexy that that was like my favorite part he hasn't made
0: Glenn Glenn Powell aggressively (sighs) sexy films yeah
2: Uh, I mean Uh,
0: Linklater no like before Sunset but I'd say those are romantic movies and they're filled with tension but I wouldn't say sexy in the way that I get what definitely not sexy in this the way that this this movie's kind of horny that's maybe the word
2: Uh, yeah yeah
1: like that that his other films are not so much yeah it it
2: scratched the out of sight itch for I mean, which is a really good itch. Look, that, Glenn you know, Powell is get scratched.
0: an inherently sexual actor, and I'm very excited to watch him in. Let me see here. Sober erotic thriller, Anyone But You. That's what it seems to be from the trailer.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
0: clearly, this is
1: that, the way you that, cut that, a trailer, trailer for a movie is, with no jokes. The trailer is bananas. What the fuck I is think going it's on It's some there. kind of source. That's some kind of survey that was done clearly that was like, this will trigger
0: some auto-response in young
1: people. Like, Just, that has to be what it you is. You know,
0: I, I, fucking responses from CinemaCon, you, you trust them as far as you can throw them, right? But, like, the two of them come out, everyone's like, they're fucking chemistry. Are they fucking in real life? And then they played clips from the movie, and people were describing scenes where it's like, he gets stung by a scorpion, and she has to suck the poison out. I'm like, yeah, classic fucking comedy right, shit. Right, uh-oh. Yeah, it's Sounds like kissing. Fun. some right. fucking hijinks. Yeah. And then I see this trailer, and it's like fucking... Four shades of gray is what they're selling. <laughs> not even a full fifty. Well, maybe it'll be good. The fuck is going on? Uh, here? I hope not. it's good, or else it's gonna bomb my fucking vulture movie league draft. Oh really? You went all in on, on yeah. that one? How much did you spend Sheep?
1: on that? I don't know, but it was a big bet for me. All right. So Fassbender, as we know, he basically just drives cars now. Uh-huh. Uh But he did like the idea of this movie, like a slow drip suspense thriller. Um, he had not made a movie since Next Goal Wins, which he made before lockdown.
0: Right. That film was shot in 2019.
1: Yeah, so he was ready to go back to work. Uh, I will say his performance in Next Goal Wins is... He feels scared mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Fastbender just feels like... Like, not in a good way. It just feels like he's like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. And like, he's like the worst match. I mean, I've said, yeah. It, like for like Taika humor, imaginable. Yeah,
2: yeah ha- has he done... Comedy? He
1: hasn't. And anytime he thinks about doing it again, he should watch next goal.
2: <laughs> like obviously
1: he's like funny in like Prometheus or whatever. Like there's yeah. like a weird.
2: Oh, and I think this movie is funny. And but this movie
0: is funny and like Inglorious Bastards. Like he can be funny.
2: But he's also, but he's,
0: he's a he's, perfect example of a star where if they announced he was hosting SNL, I wouldn't be like, that episode's going to be good. And sometimes they announce a dramatic actor and you're like, you know what? I bet fucking Adam is going to cut it up. And he gets in there and he does. Yeah. And I don't feel like Fassbender could, like, get goofy. Adam Driver, for when he did work on Girls. Adam Driver which was is funny. Not Now Comedy. No, but like, he's 100% funny. He's right. maybe yeah, not yeah. the right example. No,
1: no. I think he's a
0: solid example. But you know that thing sometimes where they'll announce, like, oh, a totally serious actor is yeah. hosting SNL. And you're like, they might show us a side we don't know about them. Right. I
2: mean, I I didn't watch anything with Pedro Pascal in it except The Last of Us. I mean, he was so fucking and good on he was so funny on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I didn't know you were you were a silly boy. I'm Uh, trying
1: to see the
0: last serious actor out, and I mean Brendan Gleeson, but that guy can be funny, obviously. But that was one where, when they announced that episode, you're like, "This is gonna rip, yeah, yeah, yeah." Putting that guy in any wig is gonna be funny. Uh, I mean, Walken is kind of the most extreme example, and Baldwin to a lesser degree of like, neither of them were doing that much comedy before SNL. It did kind of totally shift there they'd done a couple comedy things, but well, like,
2: no, Baldwin was, was funny in Married to the Mob and Beetlejuice you know, is like was a like comedy. Yeah, Bald, yeah,
0: but he's doing a different type of funny in those. You're right. I mean, he was yeah, more yeah. funny. Uh, um, Fastbender does not strike me as funny. Uh, Fincher said in the Q&A that like halfway through filming, uh, uh, Fastbender came up to him and said, I, f- I think I finally get what you're looking for. Yeah. He said, what? And Fastbender went, precision modeling. Oh, wow. And he said it with this tone of like, yeah, I get it now. I can do that for you. And Fincher was like, that, right. that kind of makes me feel like shit. <laughs> but
3: he's
1: not that bro. makes
0: him feel like he's, you know, playing Warhammer or whatever. Yeah, Yes. But he said like, I think it was, uh, uh, the editor was the one saying this of like, he is, he is so incredibly still in this movie. Mm. And for so many like long held shots mm. where he needs to be like maintaining his head in the exact same position of the frame for an extended period of time and just giving you like micro expressions. And that is like kind of really extreme tough technical shit. He says, Fincher
1: says he's like Daniel Craig. Both of them are kind of like that and are like, I can do better. I can do better. Like, you yeah. know, like, like the lots of takes. Mm-hmm. Um, like Fincher says, like I can tell him to stop a third of an inch shorter and he'll do it. Yeah. Sounds crazy to Precision me. Precision modeling.
2: I was very impressed by his yoga posing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I imagine he's a guy who does a lot of that yes, right?
2: Yeah, but imagine having to do that over and over again.
1: Mm. Yeah, probably get in great shape. Obviously, Tilda Swinton is also in this film. He's collaborated with her before. She's fantastic He's in the bringing film. Back He's bringing back Carlos Howard. Bringing back Carlos Howard from Mank. Uh, Charles Parnell. God, I love this guy. Who's the. Where the fuck did he come from? It's incredible. Because when he's in Maverick, you're like, yeah, he's from the original movie, right? No, he's not.
0: And you're like, I've seen this guy in like 20 things over the last. And you're like, no, not really." really. Yeah. Like he's done TV. He's yeah. like they discovered a new, like, alternative fuel. You know what I'm saying? But, like or they, it's they, like they Jeremy Lin or something, right. where you're just like, where did you get this guy? Yeah. He was just available? Right. Like, But also, like, did this guy just not register until he turned, like, 42? Was it a thing where, like, he needed to hit the right age and the right level of gray? And he's very different in this than he is in uh, uh, Maverick or in the small part in Mission Impossible, which yeah. I was like, look, let this guy be, like, the chief kind of arms crossed uh, stern disciplinarian exposition giver. Maverick! Right. This, he's very different. He's so good. Good Lord, does he have one of the greatest voices working in movies today. He should narrate everything.
2: Everything. He he does do a lot of narrations.
0: The other actor, we have to shout out,
1: Salah Baker, who plays um, the brute, the giant assassin who he fights in Florida. That is Sauron. He is Sauron.
3: From like the movies?
1: From the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he's the a Fellowship guy. of the Ring. He's wow. he's also various other, like, he's, I think, the voice of, you know, the, the mouth of Sauron okay. in the third movie or whatever. And he's like a, a various orcs. Is he a New Zealand actor? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Uh... But he's best known as like the physical embodiment of Sauron wow. in that opening fight that they do. A
0: big chunk is he's gigantic. This guy's
1: huge. Um, but I just love that he's still. I mean, that movie's twenty years old. Still gigantic. Still in great shape. Yeah, Can throw Michael Fassbender through
0: a wall like yeah. no problem. If you ask me, I would guess that this guy was like twenty six years old now. The fact that he did Lord of the Rings twenty plus years ago kind of blows my mind. Right.
2: Yeah, he's almost fifty. That's wild. Yeah.
0: He's also darkly lit in this film, but...
2: He is, but he
1: looks good
0: and he's... Yeah. All right. 80-day shoot. Paris, Mm -hmm.
1: Illinois. They shot it during uh, COVID. Fincher hated that.
0: Never want to make a movie through a visor again, he says. That's another part of the movie that feels very autobiographical of him filtering his uh, experience in film production is like this guy's traveling to like places both glamorous and semi mundane uh-huh. and then all of them you're like going to these real locations it's like okay what's my fucking work i have to do uh-huh. like he barely registers where he is where he's getting off the plane
2: when he's in paris all he eats is shitty fast food right it's just like and i'm like, i'm
0: here to work yeah <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan
1: of quick i've shouted out anytime we talk about french fast food yes what is quick it's like French McDonald's. And they obviously also have McDonald's. Right, but- In this movie, he's eating McDonald's.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I like, I like he Quick.
2: eats an egg McMuffin and he takes the muffin part out and just yes. eats a fried egg between two right. slices of with boiled ham. Fingers. Yes.
0: Um, Quick made a, had a Star Wars tie-in where they had a black Darth Vader burger oh, with black like buns that blood made blood everyone poop. spin.
2: I thought that was a Burger King Burger thing. King then
0: did it. They stole. Quick the, did it first and king. got a bunch of fucking backlash. A in the king press doesn't steal. Was taking pictures and then Burger King was like, "We should do this too." And then America got funny colored poops as well. Anyway, mm. Quick, good chain.
1: Eric Master Schmidt shot the movie. Mm-hmm. The same guy uh, who shot Mink uh, won the Oscar for Mink. He sure did, uh, and he shot uh, Ferrari this year. Uh, he um, was recommended to watch a little film called The Samurai. We might have mm-hmm. mentioned it by David Fincher. Uh, you know, they're not making it look
0: like a comic book, obviously, but... No, the comic is very kind of like graphic pop-arty. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Um, But yeah, it's a very different look from this.
1: The Smiths heavy uh, soundtrack, Fincher was immediately like, well, we have to use How Soon Is Now. That was like in my head from the start. Yeah. And do we then go a full kind of like... 80s, you know, gothy kind of like, do we just have lots of things or do we just do all the Smiths? He said there were
0: like 10 different versions. There was like a Dusty Springfield version of the movie. There was like a playlist of different artists adjacent to or era compatible with how soon is now. Right. And they just like kept on trying all of them out and the Smiths felt like the right one. But he also was just like, I just think it's so funny for a hitman to have a playlist. It is. To have like, here's the kill movie list. that gets me in the mood, the music that gets me in the mood to kill people.
1: So the killer
0: begins in Paris. Yeah. We basically have like 15 minutes of him. You're watching him in an abandoned WeWork, staking out an apartment across the place, watching very, a couple days fancy building of him just like studying his target, making sure he's prepped talking about the process and the psychology. Sitting in front of a little heat uh, machine. Right. And and talking about like, I'm not a genius. What I do isn't incredibly complicated. It takes some skill. Like he's both undercutting himself and also telling you what he's good at. Yeah. And it's like 15 minutes of wind up. He says he's never missed. The only job he didn't have to go through on was the one where the guy ended up dying through his own bad health before he got the chance to pull the trigger. And it's like 15 minutes of just like, Here is my life. I don't improvise. I stick to the plan. I get it right. I keep it simple. This is why I never fuck up. Pulls the trigger, misses the shot. Shoots the guy's mistress. Right. It's so funny to spend 15 minutes winding up. I'm explaining to you why I'm such a professional. And then the first time you actually see him do the thing, it goes wrong. That's
1: the funniest part. And once it happened, I was like, right, of course... Given how long this has taken, yes, this had to happen. Right. We weren't just going to watch him, like, pop the guy in the head. Easiest target in the world. He's, like, sitting there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. It's, like, it's,
0: not, it's not like his prey is so complicated. It's like, he also, I'll
1: wait for him to come to his apartment and then I'll shoot him.
0: He also just straight up fucks it up. It's not like a fly starts buzzing around his head and he gets distracted and he gets off by an inch. He just, like, calls it wrong. Um, he's exactly. off by a second he's off by an inch whatever Shoots it is the wrong person right which is not cool right and you see him trying to time it out it's not like she moves that suddenly
2: no he's, there were he had plenty of opportunities yes. to take the shot before and he just picked it wrong
0: uh, he fucks
1: up and you, but yeah I was just like again like if we just watched him do his mantras and then he just did it right yeah then you like fade to black right what and then this the next be? mission I'm like yeah who cares sure right. David Fincher can make that kind of movie I believe it like that he can make a movie about a guy with ice in his veins. yeah, but, you know, I don't need to see that. Instead, he messes up, and I'm like, oh, we get to
0: watch how this guy reacts to him messing up, OK. Right. That and makes sort of watch the way he, like, dismounts everything, gets himself out of a situation, goes to the airport, like how he is able to sort of, like, factory reset himself, which I love. and you get the sense that this is basically the exact same thing he does when the hit goes right. Mm-hmm. But just but he's just doing it with more yes. pressure right, and right. more stress. But yes, the absolute like, how do I what, what's the he when he sprays the sink after he washes his hands to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get yeah. rid of any remnants of what he's washed out. Yes. Yeah. And then goes back to his pad in the DR, mm-hmm. his uh, humongous mansion, Yeah, which versus the book where the guy's like, I'm just trying to get to five million so I can retire. And it's like, I have a tiny house. There are women here. I pictured the life I want for myself. He's got it fucking made. He should have retired already. So
1: this is, to me, the core of the movie.
0: Yes. It's like John
1: Wick. Yes. It's like the more realistic version of John Wick. And John Wick, you know, it's these like ancient samurais basically being like, why do we still do this? Right. What is the drive? Yeah. And it's like, well, they live in a world where everyone's an assassin anyway. But this is like, there's the moment with Tilda that's the key to the movie mm-hmm. and it's the best scene in the movie. But see, it's, it's like, why are you even doing this, buddy? Yeah.
0: Just sit in your house. Yeah. You're fine. And it's such a key part of the movie that, like, he does not particularly like doing this. He He is neither, like, this is soul-sucking and it's wearing down on me, which the book gets to. The guy's starting to, like, some conscience is creeping in. If not conscience, there's some guilt seeping in, right? This guy neither seems haunted by it nor seems to get any perverse thrill from it. He's just like, this is my fucking day job. Um, And also, by the way, I have enough money to, like, have this beautiful like paradise home with like a beautiful girlfriend to have
1: like storage lockers all over the world right. filled with like jason Bourne you know suitcases right you like know. when is
0: enough for you dude but he gets back to the hideaway and he finds a bunch of blood a bunch of broken glass we are still as the audience like
1: so discombobulated right especially because he's not talking no right He's like, okay, go, 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 right? Like, right. he's not like, oh, shit, oh, shit, what do I do? You know, I mean, there's a little of that, no, really. He just
0: keeps kind of talking mantras to you, but he's not, like, in voiceover explaining uh, his psychology. And you're like, is this another job he's going to? Is this, like, him reporting to his superior? Because you've heard the Charles Parnell character on the phone. Yeah, You know, that's the guy who's giving him the marching he, orders. You know, he yeah, called in guy, that he fucked up. And the guy's
1: chewing him out, right. and I'm like... I foolishly am thinking until he goes to see Charles Pernell, I'm like, yeah, well, now he's like 52 and one. I mean, we all make mistakes, right? And suddenly when Charles Pernell, he's like, you know that once you get it wrong, that's it. Right. Not only are you not going to get hired again, but you're dead. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm offended you think otherwise. I'm offended you're even here. This
0: is a zero failure rate job. You should be dead.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm offended you didn't just sit down and die.
0: Right. But what you realize after, yes, being like totally discombobulated, He he, uh, goes to the hospital. This is the woman he is romantically involved with. Her brother is there. The brother clearly doesn't like him. and Like, whether or not he knows exactly what's going on is just like, you're a fucking untrustworthy guy. You have a ton of money. My sister loves you. I have always been worried that you're going to cause her damage. Right. And she has been like beat within an inch of her life. It seems sexually assaulted as well. They have no clear kind of answers on what happened other than a, a green cab pulled up. Yeah. Two guys got out, beat the shit out of her. And the brother is like, they were fucking looking for you. They right. were looking for you. And she got the brunt she got of it. got in the way, right. Yeah, yeah. And he now locks in. Once again, he doesn't verbalize this. So it takes a while to figure out what he's doing. But he's basically, he promises the brother, like, this will never happen to her ever again. And he just feels like, I can go up the chain, work up the chain of how this happened and kill everyone responsible until the threat is obliterated. Right. And he's almost putting out of mind, like, no, this happened because you're now like a liability. No one wants you around. Right. Killing these specific people isn't really the point. But he locks into this idea. It's funny because, again, you know, his whole mantra is
1: like, don't improvise, no empathy. And yet, basically, the rest of the movie is a revenge mission. Yes. Like, yes, he is technically tying off any threat to himself. Yes. But it is also like, it's yeah,
0: emotionally
2: you... driven. Right. It is the Fincher. But it doesn't
0: really say that. It's the Fincher people use language to lie. Yeah. And what you were saying in whichever episode it was that we recorded, it was Gone on Girl. that he almost always uses narration. Apart from Button and even
1: Button a little bit, his narrators are always deluded. Yes, that there's... Like they're it, lying to you, they're lying to
0: themselves. Right. Like, they're not being... They're not telling you the story. There's an active tension between what you're seeing on screen and what they're saying to you, how they're framing it. So he continues to, like, repeat the mantra, and you're watching him go against what he's saying over and over again, but without him saying, like, shit, fuck, I fucked up. He's just, like, or stay on Or I love emotional. her. How could they do this to her? Right. Whatever. He's Any treating it like, I'm just doing my job, and you're like, no, you're doing the exact thing you say you shouldn't do. And you keep on being a little sloppy about it. And like, right, he goes to Charles Pernell with this nail gun to be like, I need your fucking files. I need everyone involved Well, in that's this.
1: First, he does the taxi cab driver. Right.
0: Yes. That's, first, first, that's, that's in next.
1: Yeah. yeah. He tracks down the cab driver, Leo. Uh-huh. Because
0: right, that's all he has is like the color of it's the a car. green Taxi.
2: It's a green car with a light on it, so he says right. it's a taxi. He finds the taxi. Yeah. Makes him drive to like the driver. Under Goes a to the branch. dispatcher.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Gets the records. Finds who like drove from an airport. Right. Flies out. Finds the guy. Tries to get answers and out. He of
2: finds him. out it's a man and a woman. And right, the woman, big guy, big guy, older and a woman, woman look like a Q-tip.
0: Q-tip,
1: yes, Q-tip lady, which is
2: just so funny. Considering you know, I watched Benjamin Button for the first time, and Tilda Swinton plain is described as, as plain as paper in that yes. movie. And here's I'm like, what is this like an in joke that they have where he just like negs her over just, not yeah. being conventionally yeah.
0: attractive? Well, I'm just like, even if you don't find Tilda Swinton attractive, there is nothing like kind of uh, anonymous about the way no, she she's looks. She's very striking. She's one of the most distinctive looking yeah. people on the planet. Uh, but yeah, this guy is just like, I was not part of some criminal conspiracy. These yeah, two people I, hired me and told me to stay parked there for right. an hour. I pick people up in a cab. I'm a cab driver. Too bad, Leo. Uh, bam. And Fassbender, like, you know, trying to say, like, I stay unemotional. That's my secret. Even, like, belies the sort of like, why didn't you ask questions? Yeah. Right. Like, he's applying this sort of logic to other people that he prides himself on not having. He would never do that. Right. Yeah. I, I'm just doing what I was paid to do. But he kills
1: Leo, I think, because, one, he's comfortable killing people. Yes. He's the killer. Yeah. It's right there in the title. Wendy Williams was trying to warn us. Give us all the clues. Um, But uh, also, you know, I'm tying off every loose end. I'm cauterizing every loose Mm -hmm. end. Like, there will be no person who knows that I was part of this. Of course. So, Leo is dead. Then he goes to New Orleans. Yes. And again, I just love it that they're just like... He's like, and now I have to crack the next biggest mystery. How do I get through this door? Yeah. He's not like now to New Orleans where I will interrogate my handler and solve the mystery of who he hired to kill me.
2: I like that the film like has him do things without explaining it. And then you yes. just have to kind of like yes. like, like, like oh, with the f- that's he's, why did that. what is he sending a FedEx package? Right. What that is the point later. of that? And right. then it's like, oh, so he can follow the guy, the FedEx delivery guy inside the building. Yep. And I'm like, gee, oh man, in, that's so smart. Yeah, in
1: his like Ben Hosley recycling uniform. <laughs> it's a real. It's just like, just put a fucking, you know, some arrows yeah. on my green shirt. And now everyone's like, oh, it's the recycling guy. Yeah.
2: I, I like that he goes to Home Depot to buy all of his shit, but like people help him put the stuff in his van.
0: Look, congratulations. Has had amazing growth in the last couple of years, Ben's fashion line. Yes. I wish we were like three years further along where there was an official collaboration, X the Killer. Collab,
2: because it feels I'm like they so could have done I'm so sad some. that Ben is not here ben right is, now. I am too. I, there's a lot of you know Michael Fastender.
0: We might ask Ben
1: to drop. in. He's not so yeah, here, thoughts. for good reasons. Yes, if he has yeah. any thoughts, he can always um, drop them in. Yeah.
0: But you know what I'm saying? Like you're like three years from now, Fincher might be like, you know who I want to collaborate with? Ben Hosley. I'm a big fan <laughs> of his work. I want congratulations I to Hos riff hog on the bucket hat on the recycle symbol. A
2: man who buries jeans. That's the kind of commitment <laughs> to the craft that he's I'm showing looking for. the Barry
0: Jeans video to, like Brad Pitt or whatever. He's like, yeah. hey, see, get a load of this guy. Fincher would hate Blank Check. Blank Check love Hosley. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he'd have no patience for Blank Check. No. Um,
0: all right, um, so he goes to yes.
1: see Charles Parnell, who yes is not in Ramrod Maverick mode. No, he's got. Kind of tufty hair and a bow tie and a, a bunch Davidoski of books. I was yeah. I, I know yeah. I
2: agree with you that the Tilda stuff is like the best stuff in the movie, but it's I it's kind
1: of like what ties the movie together. I, sequence or whatever. I so loved
2: good. the New Orleans stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, that was like like I love the firm. I love yes. like these like shitty southern law firm with like, you know, shady business dealings. Sure. Uh I loved Everything about how shitty and like not technological, right? (laughs) It's (laughs) some shitty office,
1: right? (laughs) And it's like a card catalog because it's like, you know, the laptop is the only thing with any uh, records on it. It's not like in the cloud, right? He smushes the laptop, then he
2: the assistant, like, the assistant Dolores. I thought I don't know who that actress is, but I thought she was really good. She's amazing.
1: Her name's Carrie O'Malley. I looked her up and, you know,
0: she's like mostly a theater actor, like, but she's done a lot her of TV and stuff. Her immediate resignation, like, when it gets to the scene where you expect she's going to beg for her life, instead, she lives in a world of such understanding of what she's gotten into, where she's like... Oh
2: my God, she's Mike O'Malley's sister of, of Guts. Really? Oh! Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: of Sully. Yes, but also, what was the sitcom? Jesus. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. There you go. No, I love that you're, like, ready for her. She starts saying, like, my kids. Yeah. And you're, like, she's going to plead for him to keep her alive.
1: Right, and then she's like, I'm begging. I can hear it. Like, she has that line where she's, I said I wouldn't beg, and now I am.
0: No, but beyond that, she says, I'm just, basically, her ask is, don't make me disappear. Right. My kids need to get the insurance. Right, I need to be dead. Stage this in a way where my body is found. Yeah. Which is just, like, everyone exists in this world of, like, bizarre pragmatism. Everyone else has maybe less of a handle on their emotions than he does, although he's rapidly losing his handle. Right. You're watching people negotiate through this shit in real time, but they also all kind of like when face-to-face with Fastbender, go like, well, I guess this is what I signed up for. You know, like Bill's going to come do at some point, whether they survive it or not. And th- the thing with him like taking the nail gun to Charles Parnell's chest to try to get the info out of him... And he, so he starts fun. the narration of, like, he's like, man. Calculate six minutes. Right, 47, right. no smoking habits. Well, I have, like, right. And he's just dead immediately. <laughs> said, fuck. It's so funny. He just This guy's, like, kind of losing
1: it. He's kind of losing it. Or maybe he's just, I mean, maybe it's just insane to think, like, yeah, I nail gun a guy. He'll have X minutes to live. It's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of variables where we're driving nails into organs. Like, right. But also, he's trying to be the Terminator,
0: right? And yeah, he's just maybe not that good. The thing that is, like, the guy's not seemingly having, like, a mental breakdown or an emotional crisis. But the, the, quietly, one of the most sociopathic things about this character is that he remains undeterred that he is so good at what he does. And he has all the answers despite taking a bunch of L's in a row. Yeah, There's no part of him that goes like, am I losing it? Right, he's just like okay, next plan. Yeah, yeah. Pernell's just like wonderful. He's wonderful and just so, and fun.
1: she's really good. And yes. she's the one character you have the vaguest empathy for because she does seem to just be like the office person, right? Yeah,
2: but she does know the in. She I'm knows aware that the she's culpable in an a, a
1: assassin bureau yeah. or whatever, but yeah you know when you know when he says like
0: you know no empathy right like he's yeah. has to like
1: repeat it to himself he says no
0: empathy right before snapping her neck mm-hmm. throwing her down the stairs yes. and it's like he doesn't explain the decision but he's like look i'm giving her 5% empathy in a way that doesn't make my life any messier yes but even still he's breaking his code um a little bit a little bit. He's not disappearing her like, you Like you know, he's... It, his logic, it's like, you should never factor those things into considerations. Do the cleanest thing possible. But, you know... He's showing her kindness. She fell down the stairs. Yeah. Um, he's showing her kindness of yeah. a
1: thoughtful murder. Then he goes to Florida. Mm-hmm. He uh, gets into a fight with uh, Solid Baker. So, mm-hmm. what does he have to do here? He has to drug the dog. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he has to fight this guy and it's like Soderbergh's Haywire or whatever. Yep. It's just like, yes. they're just going to be throwing each other. Through that was the for I forgot Bassbender
2: was in Haywire. He sure is. Until I just looked at his He's the filmography. first guy
1: in He's it.
0: He's the opening guy. Yeah. Um. That, that was the other movie that Fincher cited. He said it was Prometheus and Haywire, yeah, which makes sense. Like makes sociopath, sense. but also he does the big extended opening fight in Haywire where you're like, I could watch this guy just do this silently for ten minutes. He clearly it also makes is able to pick this up. That Fincher was like, "Yeah, two movies from eleven years ago." Yes, that's how I. That's how speedy <laughs> I am. Well, yeah, he gets this graphic novel in two thousand seven. In two thousand eleven, he pins the two movies. bender, right? Yeah, and, and I'm a slow maker. Yeah, <laughs> he's a
1: fast bender. Yeah, he's a slow, slow maker, yeah. slow straightener. Uh, sure. This fight's just great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How does he kill him? Eventually, shoots him. I remember. There's so many like. There's the shower. There's part around. with
2: the shower. There's part with the TV.
0: He finally does sh- sh- shoot finally him. He shoot gets the, the final shot. I wish this was on Netflix now, so I could have yeah. watched it a second time before. Mm. While watching
2: this. it, I was struck by the Is that like the longest fight sequence in anything he's done. I
1: mean, probably just because it's comically long. Yeah, it's the one of the longer fight sequences.
0: Yeah, you I know. think he said it was five days of shooting, but it was five weeks of rehearsal. Which makes sense, because yeah. it's like so yeah. much choreography and it's so much like chaos, like,
1: you know, sh- shit falling off of shelves and all that.
0: Marie, did you watch uh, uh, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning?
2: No, I did not. Okay. It's kind I of
0: had that vibe. Yeah. There's that one sporting goods store fight that is so fucking good, where the guy is just so huge and he keeps on pulling aluminum bats off the rack and throwing them at the guy. And none of it's flashy, like it's kind of sloppy in the way that this is. But you're just like, I just need to keep on, like, doing anything I can to slow this guy down. And he's huge, but he also doesn't feel, he only feels lightly supernatural in his pain tolerance. You're like, he is, like, accumulating injuries. He's not invincible. But uh, he's still not good. I just still feel like his approach to this
1: situation was not ideal. No. Because, like, yes, he drugs the dog, and you're like, clever, great, sure, get the guard dog out of the way. Yeah. But it then he's just seem... kind of like rummaging around this guy's house, and I'm like, you're gonna get like rumbled. It also
2: doesn't seem to work right away, the drugging of the dog. No, it doesn't he work. He throws right away. like three things of meat at it before yeah. it stops barking. Yes. Um,
0: but I like, I think of movies like point, Gross Point Blank, right? Where sure. it's like Cusack going to his therapist and being like, Doc, I think I'm losing it. I'm getting sloppy. Right. And this guy just never accepts. That he's not doing it very well. Is Gross Point Blank good? Gross Point Blank is good. Because in my memory,
1: it's amazing. Yeah. Big movie for me as a teen. Yeah. I was a big Cusack fan. Of course. You know, he's a hitman. Yeah. Dan Eckhart is the grocer.
0: But actually. is his therapist.
1: Right. Uh, you know, like one, Mini Driver, Joan Cusack, yeah. Hank yeah. Azarius. Should we just yeah. name it? Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven. Have not seen in 25 years.
0: Yeah. I watched it maybe four or five years ago. I, I contend it's still good.
1: I believe it. Yeah. I just, I just haven't seen it. George Armitage. Yeah, George Armitage.
0: Yeah, Gross Pod, who also did, did uh, Miami see? Blues, which is a similarly good crime comedy. Miami Blues rocks. Yeah, I have not seen any other movie he made,
1: he like including a, The Big
0: Bounce, which right. bounced him right out of Hollywood. Although that's one where he like contends there was a PG 13 ification of a movie. Uh-huh. It was getting like fucked was a good up movie during there. production. And then it was fucked up even worse in edit. Right. Um Vinnie I, Jones is in it. Any movie Vinnie Jones is in, I'm interested. That's a wild like poster lineup, that film.
1: Uh Morgan Freeman, Owen Wilson, Gary Sinise. Lara Foster? Sarah Foster. Sarah Foster, who's uh, a weird, like failed star heiress. Billy jo- Winnie, Vinnie Jones. Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen Willie Nelson.
0: Right. The wow. poster is just all their heads like poking out from palm trees on the beaches, if I remember correctly. Yep. It's a really terrible yeah. poster. Um, But yes, I just think th- that. I wouldn't say it's like a, a well-worn trope, but you've seen movies about like the, the hitman or the criminal starting to have the crisis and being like, what's it all about? Right. I can't do it anymore. And this is a movie where the guy just like never accepts that he's struggling in any way. Um, not outwardly.
1: No. no, not in any definitive way. I mean, we're way. living
0: in his head.
1: Sort of. But are we? Well, I feel like Fincher wants us thinking about that. Right. Or is he talking to us, but what we're hearing isn't really what he's thinking. Sure. Right? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. The, or, the, or he's talking to himself in that way of calming himself down. Of like, no, no, you got this, bro. Like, yeah. it's all
0: fine. The, it, there's the, um. I'm good. All these Fincher quotes I'm trying to like slip in before we finish this series. But there's the one I think you might have invoked it in a, a previous episode where it's he said, a, like, I'm
2: the Finch man.
0: Yeah, I am the Finch man.
2: <laughs> I am the Finch man.
0: Um, where he says, like, I'm never the guy who's going to say whatever's easiest for you. Right. And so much of this, like, don't improvise, stick to the plan. Yeah. The bullheadedness that people, like, ascribe to Fincher. He always talks about, like, my budget's like, there's no wasted money. I can like account for every penny. I'm just yes, telling David. you exactly what I need to get this right. This is what it will cost. Well, that's none of this too is much. superfluous. Well, right. that's what it costs. And he's like, I need six backup guns, all in like silicone bags. Like I just need it that way, right? right? And uh, and I, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is like. You're going to face so much opposition, not just in like a development process for a movie with money people, but also on set where like you're fighting against the elements. Right. And so many people and time where people are going to keep on saying, like, can't we just cut this one shot or can't we just do it this way? And because like,
1: we're up against it, we must cut
0: the corner. And right. Fincher is like, I don't want that situation to arise. Not only that, but it's like you have to imagine as a director, he has developed this kind of internal monologue, which is like stick to the plan. You do exactly what you came here planning to do. At least get it that way. I'm sure they improvise a little bit, though, right? Sure, but it's like for him, that's... Additive? It's not like, I'll accept this replacement plan. It's like, stick to what you came here to do and get it done that way. People are going to try to break you, dissuade you, make you compromise. You can't do that. And the guy keeps on repeating this, even though he's... This is the thing, though. Yes, that's what I find funny. He's a buffoon. Right. So when you're saying, like, is he talking to us or is he talking to himself? I do think to some degree, this is how Fincher talks to himself on set. Right. Right. Right? Of just, like, don't accept, okay. But then he's, like, self-aware enough to be like...
1: Yes. I'm such a dumb motherfucker. Yes.
0: He'll make the joke before anyone else does about the notion of how serious and exacting he is so good. It's such a funny duo, this and Mank. Yes. (laughs) Like,
1: because Mank as well is like, it's like, directors are these like poncy assholes who like show up and yell at the screenwriter and all that. You know, Mank is like such a celebration of this like, cantankerous fuck yeah. who the director is like ah, I gotta deal with you you know and like it's Fincher mocking himself a little bit and then this is Fincher mocking himself again well here's the other uh, like uh, it's just so funny that when Fincher made a Hollywood movie yes he made it about a screenwriter right. he's yes. never written a movie well, he, right. he constantly
2: is like right. shooting down you know whenever someone brings up the auteur theory yeah. he's yeah. like
1: no. Yeah. no and then and like this it's, boost all of his collaborators this feel yeah. I was my joke on Letterboxd it's fucking Sidney Lumet's making movies yes. it's like always eating a banana like yes, all yeah. of
3: his advice
1: <laughs> yes, take a nap all of the killer's <laughs> advice is basically just like just remember to have an Amazon account so you can clone a right. fucking fob but yeah. then this
0: weird sociopathic like if you're gonna make great movies you have to stick to your guns about shit in right. a way that sometimes makes you look bad right the other quote I don't think we've invoked in this series which I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase here probably butcher to some degree that he it's one of his great lines is like people say there are like a million places to put the camera in the hard part is choosing where i think that's wrong i think there are only two places to put the camera and one of them is wrong right place in the wrong place right and it's like that's this movie The 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 inciting incident is the shot's wrong right like he's off and it's nothing interfered but his judgment was wrong right but you have to go into it being like i think i know when to take the shot and nothing can throw me off that so you have to keep repeating to yourself stick to the plan
2: um, okay, so after, after Florida, Florida, he goes
0: to Beacon. Mm-hmm.
2: Then he goes to Beacon.
1: Goes to Dia, uh, he goes to the Storm King Sculpture Park. And um, he has a
2: lovely brunch Right. Main Street.
1: He, he goes to the record store, yeah. he does all the stuff Just he thrifting. can do in Beacon. No, yeah. he goes to Beacon and he's like, I don't get it. The last assassin I killed mm-hmm. was a gigantic seven-foot-tall Ent that lived in you know God it wasn't knows where ent, Florida. He was in I know an that. That's actually it's weird. just funny. It's just like this, like you know, like this. Yes. That sure that makes sense. Terrifying, kind of brutal force. Mount of a man. Who's this woman who lives in a bedroom suburb? Right. And like her job is basically like, yeah, I go to my nice restaurant and they bring me like food, and I'm like the classiest woman alive.
0: Right.
2: She eats hog and She does. So my my r- drinks whiskey fight.
0: She's like the higher class version of Charles Pernell, but also she's a worse manager than Charles Pernell is.
2: I that was sort of my so. read on it,
0: right? Like she's more sophisticated and smarter than he is, but he hires smarter people, and she's just like hire a big guy and have right. him like punch through shit because she even and she and she gets herself more directly involved in this shit rather than Charles Pernell is like. Distance, 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 stay low key, have a shitty office. Right. I don't need to go do tasting menus well, and shit. Well,
2: the the orc is the muscle, she's the brains. Right. You kind of right. need both. Uh, but she does. I mean, I. She's I w- a
1: parody of a classic super right. uh, super assassin as well, yeah, like obviously. There's a point
2: where we see that she had been like holding a knife. She was yeah. like yeah. prepared. Well, we're going to talk throw about it. Down yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, be. I'm sure Swinton could throw down, but when they're together, he's just not talking. Yeah. Right? She's so she's just monologuing. She's so good. She has such poise.
0: Yeah. Right? Whiskey flyer.
1: She tells this, she orders a flight of whiskeys. She she tells this story about the bear, you know, and the hunter tries to kill the bear, and every night, like he fails,
0: and then at a certain point well, the bear you keep,
2: you're forgetting the part about him getting fucked in the ass.
0: The deal is the you joke. can try to shoot me. <laughs> and if you miss, I get to sodomize you. Yes. And and he keeps missing. The bear right. keeps sodomizing him. He keeps coming back the next day. At a certain point, the bear is like, "Why are you actually coming to the woods?" I forget what the actual punchline. He says, line "You're is. not here for hunting, are
1: you?" Right. Yes. No. Which is a good joke. He likes bear sex. Yeah. But I feel like she's also just sort of saying, like, you know, why are you still doing this? Like, right. You know what? What? What are you? What are you? What is in this for you? It's not money. You have that. Right. And you also,
0: yes. The weird thing of him not seeming to enjoy it.
1: Right. Because The end of the movie, he seems to enjoy it, but I feel like he doesn't. Right? No. He's like, I am now enjoying I'm sitting in the chair. The, in the, la- sun. the
2: last shot of the movie is yes, very... I'm still
1: chewing on the
0: ending, but I also, oh. the, it's well, stop chewing on it. Netflix needs to put it on its streaming yeah. service. I was gonna we say, we can't get it out of his mouth if it runs streaming now. I would have rewatched the ending immediately, sure, but, just but I like, like those the, final seconds. Read the two of you how well, but the tilde, I mean, hell yeah. Well, because Tilda is playing, once again, she's playing it incredibly well, and I think with more depth than we've seen. But, like, this type of scene we've seen in crime movies before where the person's like, I knew this date would come.
1: For All me. right, so this is it, huh? Okay, one last drink for me, right?
0: Right. But then you feel her testing, like... She's like, maybe I can get away with this. Is there any way for me to win this? And at other times she's showing more vulnerability than you're used to in this type of scene where because it's like maybe this is it. She's right. really getting sloppy. Like you really see the panic in her.
1: But um, which is great. She yeah. plays those little moments of panic really well. But yeah, you do like the longer it goes, the more she's probably thinking, like, well, he's not done it yet. Right. So maybe I can kind of trick well, she's him.
0: Like, Why would you come to the restaurant? Like you're right.
1: You could just fucking push me or yeah, exactly. Right. Like I poison don't get me. get what the fuck you're doing. Right. What, You're is, not making what is sense he doing? Anymore. What is he doing? He's lost his compass. He's kind of lost his whatever.
2: I think he's lonely. His rule book.
1: He's lonely. He's never actually gotten to talk to anyone who does this job before. Yeah. So there's something yeah, that's the in whole, that.
2: That's the gig economy, man. Yes. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. The, the other part
0: of it is like in certain ways, this is also Fincher doing a, a man, Michael Mann type riff of like, you know, your great line about Michael Mann movies of like, every Michael Mann movie is about a guy who has one feeling, right? And Thief, that one feeling is kept in your wallet, tight. Right, right, right. But it's like, this guy has one feeling that he won't admit, which is, I like this woman. Um, and then when that kind feeling of is threatened, to the guys are like, right. completely miscalibrated. I don't think he wants to kill her, but he knows he
1: has to. Yeah, And it's also kind of a game-recognized game thing of like... She he doesn't kill her, she's going to kill him and she yes. probably wouldn't even respect him for not killing her. Right. Right? Right. She's got the little knife. It's a great little reveal. Yes. She would have done something with it if she could. Of course. But he has enough wherewithal. To, and he was yeah. trying
0: to prey on her sympathy to help her up. Yeah. How embarrassing. I slipped.
1: Right. right. I think he does know like, no, no, no. This is, she's going to try something. Yeah. Yeah. So he shoots her. Yeah. With, with gun. Yeah. Bye. He shoots her with gun. Killing her... And uh, she'll never be seen again until the Blankies episode, maybe. Yeah, I mean,
3: <laughs> this
1: feels like a real Blankies bait performance. Uh, for me, certainly, yes. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm just a simp for Tilda. Yeah.
2: Hard um, not to be. Simpton?
1: Tilda, Tilda Simpton, Simpton, that's me. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to Chicago, mm-hmm. the Windy City. Well, I mean, you want to talk about
0: Blankies bait performance? Ar- Arliss? Yeah. In his in his little beret and just it's a, a it's fucking a slouchy beanie,
2: yeah, a sub pop t shirt,
0: just a, a one scene heater performance.
1: Yeah. I mean, I already told the story on Mank about yeah. how his Fincher's casting agent is like he is my favorite actor alive. Yeah, Arlo's Howard rules. He can play this version of a guy in any country. Yes, you know what I mean, like bored asshole businessman but he can give you every flavor of that from the 50s from Britain you know like where do you want it Arliss will give it to you now it's this, like yeah this kind of like tech guy he's kind of like the killer yeah he feels like he's like yeah I live in this you know weird apartment palace totally
0: I don't even know what to do with myself And this is so much of like Fassbender the first 15 minutes him saying like in the grand moral calculus of the world, what I'm doing doesn't matter. He recounts those numbers of like how many people live and how many people die. Right, right. Like, and if he's I kill like, one person would—that's nothing. It's a rounding error. Yeah, right. And if I don't do it, someone else does, and what, like, there's no great like harm to this. This is a guy who, like, as much as he likes to think of himself, of like, no, I'm like a cool billionaire. <laughs> yeah. I wear the sub pop mm-hmm. t shirt. I'm not like an elitist, right. right? He's like absolutely doing things in the financial market that fuck more people over than these the individual people a, that the killer the is killing. Who, what are you
1: talking about? The innovation drives the economy nice. and that saves lives. Benevolent. Right? You agree, Marie. Maverick you want to sign I'm on nervous. to my to my thought?
2: No thank you. Job <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah no we this, don't even know what he is right i mean he's no, just sort of not. like some kind of but
2: right. he's he's complaining. property he's right. complaining right. about some
0: deal and he's got fucking uh, jim cramer running on the tv yeah, in the right. background yeah. like you're like this guy just sucks but he's like no i'm not like one of them right that's i kept
1: thinking about him as some guy who's like if he's eating like takeout chinese food in his incredible yeah. apartment he's like am i wasting this evening should i have gotten something more expensive like he doesn't know what to, he has too no. much money to know what to do with all his money all the time he tried to kill someone because he was like, "Well, I have enough money to kill someone. Should I do that?" Yeah. And then he ordered it. And then when he went wrong, he was like, "Okay, well, no big deal." Yeah, I wonder not he
2: extra for the insurance plan. Yeah,
1: exactly. Which
2: didn't seem it was only an additional fifteen grand or whatever. Right. Like, you know, like, that's okay. Yeah, I don't care.
0: Right. right. And then and like and I was just what, hoping like, people, no one would bring it up. Right? This is what people yeah. told me you're supposed to do when you're in a position where like the entire stock market can swing on your act. Right. You have to kill people. I mean, right. I,
2: I uh. I the thing that I really like about this movie is that it's so stripped down you can kind of like map your own experiences onto it. Right. So yeah. like I'm Griff- a lot
1: like all the characters in this Griffin, movie actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: But uh, Griffin, I know you're like your take about it being about filmmaking mm-hmm. is, you know, spot on, but also like I just felt so I felt reminded of my experience working in advertising. Specifically the term, the client. Normal yes. That, that fucking dude is yes. like every guy who's like the client who thinks that he's like hip and with it. Yes. He's not, but he's not. He's not an artist. And at the end of the day, he's the one who's calling the shots. And, it, you know, you're still in service of him. Like I've d- done shoots where like, you know, you have a special bathroom for the client. Yeah. And everyone else has to like the people that are like working 12 hours, more than 12 right, hours have to use like the shitty bathroom like far away sucks. from that. It sucks. But the many versus the, f- the f- was it the many versus the few yes. that he talks about in that movie? But, um... I also think like th- this guy,
0: this like meeting with God, right? Basically, like here's the guy at right. the top of the mountain the penthouse. of yeah, my yeah, yeah. like pain, right? Right. Uh, he gets in and it's like Fincher is getting a face-to-face meeting with like the creative exec who fucked Alien 3. Yeah. (laughs) right. And he's just like, like, why did you do this to me? I don't know. I do a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. Which movie? That was like one of seven things Uh, I gave notes on that day. I mean,
1: I'm sure I remember doing that, but I don't really care. So can we forget about about it? Okay, whatever.
0: (laughs) Like, what are you fucking talking about? And the guy's like, neither, he's like, not apologetic. Yes. But he's also like, Much like Tilda, there's a certain energy where he's like, I guess if you're going to fucking kill me, I don't know. What can I say here? You snuck into my home. You're going to shoot me. This is like, I genuinely don't know what you're doing here. He thinks he's a robber, right? Right. And he's like, I paid for all the security and still people can like come in and mug me. Right. And then like Fassbender starts saying like the Bally and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he's like, oh, the fucking
2: people Um, I hire. And they told me it went wrong.
0: And they said, we can do this. And I said, sure, why not? Right which was him being, you know, erased. Yeah. Right, and Fassbender has that line where he says something like, I walk in here with a gun and, like, nothing came to mind of what I would be here. And he's like, no. And Fassbender at that moment looks at him, and he's like, fuck, we're exactly the same on right. different scales. Yeah. yeah." My approach to how I look at the targets is no different than the way you think of me as the person you hired and the person you then paid someone else to there clean is up. the
1: grand irony of, like, this guy is actually unkillable because killing him would be would a huge thing. It yes. would attract attention. It would be hard to like, you know, do it clean yeah. even though he is the most killable character in this movie. Yeah. The, the one who probably deserves to die the most. Correct. Like the one who like the killing of him might actually improve the world in some way. So Andrew Kevin Walker and he's like I, I can't shoot you because like it's a big fucking deal but I will shoot you if you right. fuck with me
0: again. See you later. KW had a really fucking good line. Which is he said they went back and forth so much on do you end that scene with him shooting Arliss Howard right. or not? Will it feel frustrating? Are we depriving if the he doesn't as- get the final revenge, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it is that moment of recognizing like, oh, his relationship to his business is exactly the same to mine. I'm hypocritical if I like hold that against him when I've been saying this mantra the whole time of like this doesn't mean anything to me, right? Um, But he was like, I ultimately the thing that finally cracked it for me of like that has to be the answer is I asked, From this character's perspective, in this moment, does killing him help anything? Right. He's like, it does not improve his situation at all. It makes it worse. no difference by leaving this guy alive. And it's for the first time where he makes the decision rather than like, I have to kill everyone as a default to leave no trace. He's just like, it probably makes it worse. It definitely doesn't make anything better. There's no catharsis. Meeting with this guy helped me 0%. Coming face to face with him, I got no confession. I got no atonement. I barely got recognition. Basically, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the whole lead up to Arliss Howard is my favorite. Of the process chunk of the we, movie the Equinox Gym, and but it's the not Equinox, Equinox. I know, which I is know, funny
2: because ev- he goes through pains to have everything else be a legitimate. I assume
0: Equinox did not want to be associated know, with this but movie. It's so, but it's so it's
2: much so funnier
0: close. to also have it be like weird spiritual right, Equinox Zen
2: bullshit. Yes.
0: yes, yeah, it's Equinox
1: with a slightly more obnoxious twist. That's true. Yeah. It's not just rich. It's like right Buddhist or yeah. something. We didn't
0: even mention the fucking sitcom names. Oh thing. yeah.
1: Uh, I th- Someone on Reddit, I think, said like, "Do they get more obnoxious as the movie's going on? Like, do they? You the know, like by the time it's themselves. George Jefferson, it's yeah. like, is he pushing
0: it at this point? Like, bit. you know, yeah. like,
1: like, or is is it just a joke? Yeah, I don't
0: my know. favorite is when he uses like the full proper name of a sitcom character. Right. I'm forgetting the examples here, but when it would be like Samuel Malone, right? It also like for me, and that's Archibald ch- Bunker. Yes, that's yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um. In that Fincherian way, it makes perfect sense. Where it's like, if you're making up fake names all the time and trying to keep track of like different identities, best to like pick iconic characters where you'll be able to remember it, right? right? You're like, if it's like you know Sam Smith or whatever, bad example.
2: Yeah, that's a person.
0: If it's Jim Thompson, mm-hmm. right? You're like that fucking generic name I made up. Which one was it again?
2: Was the Basketball Diaries guy? Fuck.
0: <laughs> you are. You are correct. <laughs> If it's Tim no,
2: he's,
1: Thomerson.
0: Um, Fuck! He's a killer inside me. Uh, uh, okay.
2: Who, who, was I, th- who was I thinking of?
1: I know who you were thinking
0: you of. You know what I'm saying, though? If it's Jim like, Carroll. If Jim that Carole. card is under Stefan Urkel, he's right. going to have a visceral memory of like, that's the card I associate with hot Urkel. Right. <laughs> um, Yeah, Stefan Urkel would be good. That's a good one. Let me look up Stefan Urkel, actually. He was hot. Yeah, he was hot, right? He was.
2: Like, my problem is I don't remember the names of sitcom characters. Like, the full names.
0: Well, look, Marie, it sounds like some of us had a more productive pandemic than others and that I watched it comes in bed and did nothing else.
2: Like, I'm trying to remember, like, what is, wait, I'm trying to think if I can name all the I think last names I recognize
0: truly everyone. Right. Name
2: one.
1: the last names on Friends. Yeah, do it. Rachel.
2: Rachel Green. Frank. Monica. Geller. Phoebe. Buffet. Joey. Tribbiani. Chandler. Oh, yes. Bing.
1: I mean, Ross is, he's right there for you.
2: Geller. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so Friends is a bad one, right. but like... I don't know. Cheers. I Sam Sam Malone, mm-hmm. Fraser Crane, mm-hmm. Cliff Claven. Yep. All right. Woody Boyd. Yep. All right. But then like Norm don't know Norm's last name. Peterson. And then like Diane. Chambers.
1: Oh, I Coach think maybe Ernie. Pan Pen- Pen- Fuso. Yeah. He's coach though. Rebecca. Uh, uh, uh fuck Rebecca's Rebecca is... How apparently did not know that Yeah Yeah.
0: Uh, H-O-W-E Lillian's last name is Lilith I'm sorry
2: On Frasier Isn't it
0: That's when she takes his man name She's introduced Sternin
1: Yes Yes that's it Okay Uh, Let's not do this all day (laughs) The killer is good Okay yeah so he flees uh, The killer is good Is morally morally good and right Mm-hmm. He's good in what he does. He yeah. goes back to the DR, his uh Magdala, uh played by Sophie Charlotte, his partner, is there. They're sitting on deck chairs, and he's like, I guess, I guess I'm retired.
2: And then I'm
0: not special. And then what happens, Marie?
2: His uh his face twitches a little and bit. There's
0: a little twitch. Mm-hmm. What's your take, Marie?
2: Uh, that he's just itching to get back yeah. to doing That's his job. Took it.
0: Okay. That's how I took it. Yeah that he's giving us like a false happy ending to the audience being like, see, I did it. I got away. I'm good. It's like, no, he, no. he's like, okay. what do you mean? He doesn't know what to do. With I himself. found the ending a little pat, but I I perhaps was not. What did you want the ending to be, I guess? I don't know. I thought the Arliss Howard scene was so fucking good. Right. And then yes. I was just like, I, I'm all in. How does he wrap it up? And and the ending, it's also very quick, this little kind of coded It is kind of like, or, all right,
1: get out of here. Right. And I guess if he shot Arliss Howard, that would be more of a like, Ending. I prefer you know. that he doesn't. I Me prefer too. that he
0: walks away. I think it strengthens but the then movie. It's but kind then of I was like, like what it's is like the
1: final scene? That now? downbeat thing there. And then just right. like him being like, Well, okay, I guess I'll sit in my chair. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're gonna go insane, bro. In like yeah. two minutes. Yeah. I've been in your brain. Yeah, it sucks in there. Yes, it's I mean,
3: really I, bad. Good in
1: there. for a movie. Like, you don't seem like someone who can hang out. No. Like, you know, imagine going to the bar with him and I'm like, So what's up with you? You're reading books or something?
0: Like, what's going on, bro? What's, what's, what are you going to talk? Got any goss? Got yeah. any goss? You'd really, you'd go crazy trying to milk goss out yeah, of this it's guy. It's
2: a yeah.
1: fucking brick wall, that guy. I don't yeah. think I'd have anything. I think it's a great film. I, I can't wait to
0: watch it again. Real corker. Uh, and I just would love Fincher to continue making films. Immensely watchable. It's one of those movies where you're just like, man, just fucking top shelf craft. Yep. That's the thing. Right. All that stuff just is Just obviously... interesting to watch everything this guy does. As
1: usual, the reaction to it has not been negative, but it's been a little tepid.
0: The Venice reaction was somewhat negative, but that's, I don't know. Hitman totally hurt this movie, right? I mean, I'd say the 2 prong thing is like this movie is caught in this like exact midpoint between it being like really pulpy where people are like, this is just fucking lurid fun. It's Fincher like getting his rocks off or it being quote unquote elevated serious Fincher. And it's like this is in this midpoint between like Zodiac and Panic Room, let's say, right? Which I think makes people, especially in a film festival context, not totally know what to make of it, especially when there was a little bit of a kind of mystery box on this movie until it was seen. The information was very vague. My thing is, I think that's what hurt it. It's like it
1: got a Venice launch to Tepid Reviews because that's not really a place to launch this movie. Yeah. Because this is a very American movie. Yes. Like as much as it has a lot of European stuff in Mm -hmm. it or whatever. It's about an American... Sensibility, a.k.a. uh, Mm -hmm. buffoonish and self-inflated. And then like, it's like, it's at Venice and then they kind of like half-heartedly added it to New York and it Mm -hmm. did a couple screenings but it didn't build up any festival buzz and then it's the classic like, it's out on Netflix in November. Okay. And it's in theaters in the end of October, I guess. Yeah. Where? Some.
0: Some places.
1: And it's like, okay, well then how am I supposed to even like get people excited for this movie? Now I feel like I'm like, nudging people to like the art house yes. to see the fucking David
0: Fincher assassin movie with Michael Fassbender. It's it's kind of bleak. It's like not a hard sell. But I do think, as you guys said, like the, the premise of the Linklater movie is deflating the entire notion of a hitman yeah. and that plays festivals and is such a fucking down the line crowd pleaser. It's, it's a fun movie with a crowd. Where people are like, this is like, this movie is raising the roof. I do think it hurts this film a little that these Maybe. are like playing at the same festivals next to each other both like kind of totemic 90s auteurs of the last generation will get to like build their career really their way.
2: Yeah, but is the average moviegoer aware of the festival buzz of Hitman?
0: I'm only saying it dinged the launch of this movie in the festival circuit, I, where I think the reviews were like a little like, yeah, it's good. And people were like, but fucking Hitman, you're going to come. <laughs> what was that? Gene Shalit's pull quote for Hitman was: <laughs> "You'll jizz out of your seat."
1: <laughs> Leonard Malton, three and a half stars. Come worthy.
0: Yeah, the box office. No, you're game. right. In the wash, it will not be anything. But I no, do but think. I, just, in terms I think it's of Netflix. It's Netflix. It's Netflix. Netflix. it's Netflix. It's Netflix. I agree. Well, I'm glad Netflix has both of the Hitman exactly.
1: movies. No, I like, I'm to sorry, each other. and I like they make good movies sometimes. But sometimes just, Allison wrote this piece for Vulture that's like just said what we were all thinking, which is when Netflix bought Hitman, we everyone was like. Oh boy! Oh great! Here we go! Right now, no one sees it. Now like it doesn't it, like, matter. The killer came out on October twenty seventh, twenty twenty
0: three, in some theaters. Yeah, obviously it's, it's not on the box office the walls. November ten. Oh, don't know. It, it will have fine, been yeah. streaming when this episode comes out. That's the other November thing. ten. You're correct. Yeah, it's just annoying in us scheduling these episodes. Yeah, of like well. There's like this three-week gap between it getting like a fart of a theatrical release and being on streaming and you're like, which date do we time it to more? Oh, the woes of being a podcaster. Yeah, we're doing fine.
1: October 27th, 2023, Griffin, what's number one at the box office? Five Nights at Fridays.
0: $80 million! Yeah, David sent a series of absolutely flummoxed texts Yes. To the Doughboys and I, where you seemingly were just not engaged with Freddy at all as a thing. I and you were like, where if, the
2: fuck I had this no from? idea what this was until this is, I saw a trailer for it. This has it. been
0: so big for 10 years. I was aware that this film, which yeah. I was aware existed. This is like if first wave of Sonic or Mario ended with the most faithful movie possible when it was like the generation that first grew up with, it was still the right age to enjoy the movie.
2: Truly, um, no, no idea. I'm yep. the right
0: age to enjoy Sonic. How dare you?
1: Um, but no, no, I, I was aware that this movie was tracking big. Yes. And I was like, oh, it must be, I don't know, some horror movie. Yeah. And then like it opens huge and everyone's like, yeah, Gen Z video game movie. And I'm like, oh, it's a video game?
0: Peacock, What's the game? Day and date, and people were like, "Well, opening day is huge, That'll but it's front it. loaded, right?" And yeah. then it just like kind of kept exceeding Did the projections. projections. Yeah, it's Here, huge. The, I'm, I'm pro. I'm pro. Anything doing well. I heard it stinks, but, but I like the, the idea, idea that it movie. exists. Yeah, I've tried playing the games. I mean, they in theory should be some real grift shit. You're trapped in a Chuck E. Cheese, like yeah. a haunted Chuck E. Cheese. I
2: and and like the concept. They, of They
0: they are like pretty experimental in gameplay, and they're also a really fascinating like. They're kind of like the Blair Witch of video games, where there's this like feeling of like, oh, he's like redefining gameplay around budget limitations. Uh
1: huh.
0: Um, because they were right these like indie games, right? yeah, which it's interesting. I've never gotten into it, and a lot of it is the weird, like, deep lore shit that's like subtextual hidden in games, and people do three hour videos. But all of this has made kids very involved in this shit for 10 years. Um, not just unemployed. Hutcherson employee? We love to see that. Yeah, yes. we do. The other thing I was saying to David Murray is like there is this other weird angle to the Freddy's thing which is like you have kids who are all in on the games watching these fucking explainer videos digging into the lore reading the novels that exist in the universe all this guy who has like maintained total creative control Scott Cawthorn sort of Twilight style and kept on killing versions of the movie where it was like a Gil Keenan version and a Chris Columbus version and he was like, I get full kill rights. You're not making it until it's exactly what I want it to be. Right. Um. But simultaneous to all of this, the characters kind of just established this almost like Hello Kitty value as just iconography where like they're so big on like T-shirts and backpacks and shit. I think with a contingency of kids who don't even know what the fuck it is where they're just like, oh, like the bunny and the bear. Anyway, huge, huge fucking I'm glad that... I gotta say it. Things are selling. I gotta say yeah. it, David. T- I mean, it's, I'm, a, big it's, t- t- it's
2: a very t- impressive uh, box office for a day-and-date streaming release. Um, yeah. But, I mean, and hallo- Halloween weekend, well-timed. Oh, Look, good
0: bookmarks around the month of October, Jason Blum has, like, the biggest fucking whiff of his career. Yeah. The one time he basically, a la the killer, strayed from the plant, uh-huh. right. improvised, did things wrong, and then on the other side... Five Nights from Freddy, by making the um, Peacock deal, he, the film was already net even. 20 million from Peacock covered the budget, and they were just sort of like, no one's going to watch it on Peacock. It'll do well in theaters. And then it did like three times better than they thought in theaters. What's coming out next week? Next week is like nothing. Yeah. I know I'm waiting to take my cousins to see Wish and Trolls, which are back-to-back are weekends. Giving Thanksgiving
1: and then, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, does
0: Marvel's come out this weekend? No, Priscilla
1: is going wide. I'm sure that's okay. going to make, and then, you ma- know, 80 to 100 Marvel's
0: million. is the following weekend and then Hunger Games? Correct. So you have, like... And I could see Hunger Games
1: kind of, like, surprisingly eating second weekend of Marvel's as lunch. I yeah. think
0: that kind of has to be the one that pops. I think it might be, yeah. There's Wish like, is tracking no really well. else...
2: Wish is tracking well? Yeah. Interesting. I
0: think it looks like a pile of dog shit, and I would be How very happy you? to be surprised. Well, I'm not saying it's tracking qu- well, quality-wise.
1: No. It's just like tracking Wh- to like Wh- a Wish is the origin
2: opening. story of the star that is wished upon. I bet you wondered where
0: I didn't wonder that stars one come from fucking Batiste bit. You're Disney kidding me. That's resolution. what it's about? Yeah, David, you didn't know this? No, but I don't watch these trailers. For- <laughs> I don't <I> want to <laughs> do that. 100th celebration. They're finally answering the question. How do those stars get the power to grant wishes? And this movie has a little anthropomorphic star who falls out of the sky. Um, Ariana DuBois is the talking goat have to shepherd him back to some fucking place.
1: Fine, great. I mean, Napoleon's coming out. That looks like fun yeah. sort of dad mm-hmm. content. I mean, obviously, I'm Dad and Marie Barty
2: content. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Well, let's go together. Dad and Marie Barty. Yeah, um, so you know,
2: the part where... Um, um, oh, my God. Vanessa Kirby, she, like, lifts up her little dress and was
0: like, sitting in a chair. I'm like... <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll
0: go see that in theaters if yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I will buy a ticket and sit there respectfully and watch it. then we and got, like, it. it's, like, Renaissance...
2: What's, oh, the Beyoncé. Uh, the Beyonce movie, yeah. obviously.
1: Yeah. Uh, Boy in the Heron, Wonka. Yep. And then just, Wonka, like, a, a crush of stuff at Christmas you of, just, like, you, overloaded.
2: I'm sorry. You can't just gloss over Wonka like it's... Not the biggest movie of the Christmas season. Marie think. was
0: pushing us to do a Wonka episode or to combine Wonka and Aquaman and call the episode Wonka Man. <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> that was very that funny. That was funny. Give <laughs> full credit to that. That was
2: very I, funny. I really think that people are going to want to hear our takes on Wonka. Wonka Man. I don't care. Timmy, <laughs> Timmy is wearing a hat. Yeah, well, he, he should sings- be. He's Wonka. <laughs>
0: If he wasn't wearing a hat. That would be a Hugh, serious oversight. He's making chocolate.
2: He's making chocolate. Hugh Grant. I just feel
1: like I know what that movie is, and the ceiling is three stars, and the ceiling is because Paul King yes. can give it like. Would, the you oomph.
2: Have s- would you have said the ceiling for a Paddington movie is three stars? No, because I know what a Paddington aspect movie is. is that he fucking isn't
0: doing Paddington three right. to do Wonka, and you're just like. What awful fucking sliding doors timeline are we in where he jumps ship for this?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, a Paddington movie, I'm like, yeah, Paddington has a built-in story that's very involving. A Wonka prequel, I'm like, never have I asked why he became Wonka. You ever wonder Wonka.
0: how Willy Wonka started making chocolate? No, I don't know. he talks about it in the beef. movie anyway, I think, and I also I
1: don't care. the
2: movie feels very politically charged from the trailer. That's, it seems like it's the movie for the moment. That's it's, the
1: kind of shit I don't care about. I
2: feel like Wonka is the... Proletariat icon, we need right now. David is looking at me with a Kubrick (laughs) stare. I squared my throat (laughs) out. This is
3: my whole thing where they're like,
1: (laughs) Do you want to know what Wonka did before he became Willy Wonka? I'm like, No. I they're they're like, oh, guess Eat well, chocolate, whole movie. then said I should right. make this shit. Wanted to make Chocolate Factory. Yeah. yeah but that, there's all, that's... It's
2: not just chocolate, it's magic in the chocolate.
1: But, <laughs> disgusting. And, but then, <laughs> but then, <laughs> they're like, also, it'll be an allegory for whatever's whatever we need there to be an allegory yeah. right now about. <laughs> Number two at the box office is Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour. Did any of you see it? No.
0: Have you seen
2: Marie? No. I couldn't get tickets.
1: Yeah. The whole Thursday to Sunday thing kind of fucked me. Like I, because I, the weekends are tough for me. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I'll sneak in on it. Oh no, it's I just kind of like. I don't go out in public Sunday.
2: on the weekends because I have a flexible schedule. I do all of my movie going during the week. Well,
1: you're wise. <laughs> I <smart>. mean, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to see. It's also like three hours long.
0: I was talking about my lack of interest Taylor, to you. Taylor, but, and you, you know. Know. said, well, you never really liked Taylor Swift. And then I like, it was like a, <gasps> a repressed memory came back and I was like, You don't like Taylor Swift, Griffin? I don't really like Taylor Swift. Yeah, you've never been. Well, that's what you said. And then the memory flooded back and I was like, wait, I was like really into her for two years. Uh I liked Red in 1989. I think I talked about it on Mike in several episodes. And then I remembered I got in a big fight with a girlfriend over her. And I think I not only stopped engaging with her, but like blocked out of my memory that I ever gave her headspace.
1: You like painted over your Taylor Swift wallpaper.
0: Yes. Wow. I like Taylor Swift. Just fine. I got in a fight with an ex girlfriend where she was upset that I was getting too invested in Taylor Swift narratives online and not listening to what she was saying. Wow! And it like clearly it sounds like you were in the wrong on that one. I I <laughs> concede she was right, but clearly there is some wound there where I was like I never want to think about Taylor Swift ever again. Jesus. I was caught thinking about her too much and not in a sexual way. In a like, oh my god, people are looking at the lyrics of the new song and they think.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a
0: six sick, sick world. Are, do you know yeah.
2: about Do you know about Gaylers? No, of we're course. not doing this.
1: Okay, <laughs> number three at <laughs> what do you the box think office. Number three at the, the box office. I was looking at number three at what the I box think office. What the narrative that I was getting into number three, and we have to do finish rankings, that. and then have to go pick up a That's pack exactly and find. I'm what going I was. upstate with this girl tomorrow, <laughs> it and oh, yeah. then four other people. Uh, uh,
2: we're, yeah, so uh, David Sims, David Ehrlich, and my husband David Salinas. Yeah,
1: three Davids. Three Davids
2: and their families are going upstate. I went to the three Davids
1: and their women. It's a new, you know, Missouri film. Changed position and <laughs>
0: David, it didn't fucking David Newman. It didn't settle <laughs> in time for me to get a fucking invite. Oh
1: boy, oh boy. Uh, okay, look, number three is um, oh, it's a new film from um, uh, one of the great American filmmakers,
2: Killers of the Flower Moon.
1: Yeah, 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 a masterpiece in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. A great film, yep. I think.
0: Right, we're recording this episode a little far in advance. We're talking about the box office from four days ago, Correct. and I'm struggling to pull it.
1: <laughs> um... But but you like to, I believe. Yeah, rules. Uh, are you gonna see it again? Yes. I've been pondering seeing
0: it again, but it's like, you know, You just prepare yourself and I'm yeah. I'm backed up. I, I have a lot of catching up to do on other movies. Right. It's, you gotta get it held be, over. It'll
2: be on Apple plus well, during Thanksgiving.
0: Learning. I want it up Maybe. there and there's a forty
2: five window. Well, no, I, I saw it on the big screen, but yeah. I'm just y- thinking, you know, it might it'll be really be interesting. Really, it'll be interesting really like educational s- Thanksgiving viewing for the whole family. Mm. I've been watching a Rick Burns docu series on the plight of the Native American called We Shall Remain with PBS Passport. Cool. I'm I'm ready Genuinely to. cool. I'm I've been watching a uh,
0: Rick Sanchez documentary called I'm Pickle Rick.
1: You have to say the joke.
3: Say the joke. <laughs>
0: You can't start laughing in the middle of it. The documentary is called I'm Pickle Rick.
2: We can't talk about that anymore, right? Sure we can. Yeah. Well, you guys already fucking brought Gaylers and Hunter
0: yeah. Biden. Now you draw the line at Rick and Morty? He's played by some other guys now, and no one notices the difference. The show's exactly the same. Number, you're starting to sound like Trump. Weird vibes No now. one notices the difference. Rick and Morty. <laughs> they got no
1: voices. They changed the voices. Terrible what they did to Roy. <laughs> <laughs> number four. It's not terrible. To no, it makes um, sense. It was the right decision. Yes. Uh, Unequivocally. Number four, a new film this week. A Christian film, I believe.
0: It's not, it's a, it's not called The Chosen, right? It's, no, it's called The Blind? No. Fuck. Uh, it's, it's about what it's happens. It's called The Something? No. Fuck. It's
1: about what happens. I guess it's not explicitly Christian. Uh-huh. Um. Although it's by like Angel Studios. It's about what it's happens It's by in the Vegas? guys who did The Chosen. It's about
0: what happens in Vegas, which... Yeah. Stays there, according to scientists. Well, unless you accidentally marry Cameron Diaz.
1: But uh, no, it's like, it's like talking to people who've like witnessed the afterlife or whatever because they, you know, near-death experiences uh, and scanning the brain when you die. What's
0: this movie called?
1: After death. Uh, Sure. Opening to $5 million. Great. Uh, Yeah, it is great. Okay, well, maybe you're not in touch. I mean, it's from a little studio that brought us a hit called Sound of Freedom. Yeah. So maybe... Never
2: heard of it. (laughs)
1: Number five of the box office. Uh, it is a, a sequel, a legacy sequel in a horror franchise.
2: The Exorcist part. No, Belieber. The Exorcist. The Exorcist part
1: Belieber, Yes. Six. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, Justin
0: Bieber has haunted these two girls. <laughs> <laughs> has either
2: of seen it? I like to it? think that no.
0: Reagan would have been a believer. No. No.
2: I no. I felt seen disrespectful it. to uh, Billy. To the late William Friedkin.
0: Yeah. Well, I like the idea that he, like, actively cursed this movie on his
1: deathbed somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, it's not a successful
0: I had plans I was going to go see it with a a past and future guest friend of the show, Whitney McIntosh. Sure. And then I went, I think I'd rather have diarrhea tonight. (laughs) And I I bailed on the movie and I stayed home, sat in the toilet. And I think I had a better time, (laughs) arguably, based on some responses I've seen. I think you would...
1: Enjoy things about the, the, the failures in the I movie. I will find it interesting when I watch it on right. a plane. Like, four yeah, months exactly. From now. You, like, things that don't work where you're like, what? This thing was sometimes the happens here. Where David's
0: yes. like, you don't need to see it. And then six months later, I watch it on a plane. I'm like, David, I need to talk about this right now. Right. And I'm like, oh God, we all wanted to forget that. One. I think
2: he wants you to make the decision on your own. Like, he doesn't want to feel like he's forcing you to endure it. Like, you have David, to arrive it, at that. that way, or David
0: Gordon Green feels that way.
2: Sims. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Number six, Paw Patrol: The Mighty Movie. Just you know, making money. Yeah. Uh, uh, number so, seven, Nightmare Before Christmas. Do have a Paw Patrol thought?
2: Yeah. Uh, I was at uh, Walmart in Texas mm. with my husband, and he was like, "What is this thing?" Didn't know. What well, Paw like, Patrol was? I'm like, it's Paw Patrol. That was his Five and Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. He was like, cause he knew all about Five Nights at Freddy's. Of so. Paw Patrol, no idea. He was like, "Wait, are they cops?" One
1: and of was, them is a cop.
0: I was like, just "Yes, one. they
2: are."
1: No, just one. One of them is
2: one
0: cop, one fireman, one construction worker, one One paramedic or some shit. They're all they're all they're one of each. They're all first responders.
1: Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm holding the line. I'm really waiting until I just do not want it in my house.
0: I forget why it came up in conversation with my mom. But but Jamesy, my little brother, was like a kid who loved like Postman Pat and Fireman Sam and all the British shows Bob, I, Bob, Bob the, builder, the Builder, I guess, was a little after his time. Bob the builder. But all the like Can we fix it? vehicles and like person with a job that helps the community yeah. kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what's Paw Patrol? And I was like, they made a show where it's all of them, but each of them is represented by a dog. And my mom's eyes went wide and she's like, that is so smart. Yeah, but it was like it was like that is so smart and okay, so evil. She was like, "I'm so grateful that didn't exist 20 years ago, 30 years ago when James was little. That would have like ruined our house."
2: I haven't seen any Paw Patrol, but like, are there criminals? Like, is I don't the know. Cop Let's move on. Arresting no bad dogs. I don't.
0: Th- I mean, there's maybe like robbers in like black and white, like Hamburglar. Like I told you like in the Spider-Man show, did I tell you what Doctor Octopus wanted to do? Right, this is uh, David's daughter started watching a Spider-Man cartoon where the bad guys are bullies.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you know, they're it's still Rhino or Green Goblin or whatever, but they're not Playground. committing oh, murders. That's fun. Yeah, uh, but do you know it's what Doctor Spidey Oct- and
0: Friends? What's Spidey and his
1: amazing friends? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. They're always yeah. called that. But do you know what Doctor Octopus tried to do? What ruin Mother's Day? <gasps> it's fucking dark. This is how like <gasps> literally saves someone was Like.
0: Doctor Octopus is gonna ruin Mother's this Day. It's how like, Feige like that was the stake. Saves the MCU. You were saying the problem is nothing <laughs> means anything in the MCU anymore. Here are stakes.
1: Ah, Fucking ah, ah, Mother's ah, Day ah, ruined? Mother's Day is in my grasp. Um,
0: number eight of the box office. Is uh, the Takaaka uh, woke queen on the show? Yeah, too? she's
1: a lady oh, yeah. woke my virus. Um Number eight, a uh, new film uh, starring John Cena got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, Freelance is oh, the name yeah, of I was the film. Say it's
0: called The Contractor. Yeah. Right. A Have you true, seen it? No. Like, no, you, um, didn't, you didn't rush to that one? A real, this wasn't released, it escaped movie. Uh, Allison Bree. <laughs> is she in it? Yeah. She's, She's the female a, lead. I feel like it has yeah. some. Alice
2: Eve is in it. It looks I mean, like they were trying to pull a, a uh, Sound of Freedom with it, where like my friend sent me a screenshot of like the Century City screenings, and every screening had sold out. And it's like that didn't wow. happen right. organically. That's like fake. That right. was fake.
0: Director of Taken, Pierre Morel? Yeah, Pierre Morel, who made
1: the first Taken and then like uh, From Paris with Love and yeah. Peppermint. He's kind of a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes King. Yeah. <laughs> he really he really likes that zone there. He's a zero it's star It's crazy general. to me that there's a Cena movie and that everyone was like, no. Because like yeah. Cena, I'm not saying he makes
0: good movies, but he's usually kind of like, charming enough that you're like,
1: yeah, it's, you know, this sure. Is,
0: this is a movie where it's genuinely astonishing that it got a theatrical release, and it must be because of some contractual deal where you're like, it's a lion's This game. is the thing that gets, like, sold off to... No, it's Relativity. I'm sorry. Paramount Jesus. Plus. Yeah, quietly. I think so, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, Number nine at the box office. He's made $50 million. We love him. We respect him. He's right Jigsaw? and good. Saw Jigsaw himself. Sox. Saw X. Uh, Saw X has done so well that I'm assuming... They're now trying to be like, okay, so what do we do, what do now? We do? Like, you know, like, I don't
0: know. It, it was like, you know, kind of a failed meme, but like Saw Patrol has been quietly like chugging helping the, the theaters. Look. Anything Those two movies tickets. are chugging. Yeah. Number
1: 10, The Creator. The um, Creator. Which has probably going to sneak
0: to 40. Yeah. Domestic, <gasps> a little over maybe. Not- do you see it? No. a good movie but a, it's
1: just not that successful
0: yes a movie that is deeply frustrating looks cool in the exact level of quality it is at where you're like this needs to be better or worse and it's close to both
2: we have a lot of series wrap up business. I know take that's care why of. we gotta be done okay but yeah. we don't fuck
0: Ugh. okay
2: I just wanna say uh, I've really enjoyed <gasps> my David Fincher journey what yeah
1: no yeah. I'm disagreeing oh. with you
2: Um, highlights for me or uh, I actually really liked Alien 3.
0: Yeah. Rules. I
2: thought it was very transgressive and fun.
0: Agreed.
2: Uh, I love how bleak it is. Thank you for um, saying this
0: before people get mad at my rankings. Um,
2: it's going to be up there for me. Mm. Uh, I loved rewatching Panic Room. Hell uh, yeah, me which too. I t- totally shot up in my rankings. That's uh, also kind of why I like The Killer. I like when he just does the stripped-down genre exercise and really, like, gets stylish with things. Right. Um, and uh, I wasted. sobbed uncontrollably at Curious Case Bedroom Button. <laughs> Me too,
1: bro. Me too. Right um, there with you.
2: Yeah, but it's... Yeah, it's uh, it was fun to revisit Fight Club for the first time in, like, 15 years. And, you know, it's always a pleasure to revisit Zodiac. Uh, and I think as a fan of the podcast you guys have had some of your best episodes in the series wow
1: mm-hmm. well, that's very nice of you to say nice, nice. um and uh, you know here's the check you asked for now thank no. you um <laughs> I don't oh, actually do you have to pay everybody do you want to go first griffin no okay fine i'll go first uh, and your your favorite movie of david fincher's is the social network correct marie no it is not wow wow what is it
2: gone girl yeah yeah well
1: that's also good yeah, uh, Do you have social network over zodiac is that it
2: i put i put social network at Two and yeah. Panic Room at three, Zodiac at
1: four. Wait, you're fucked up. That's weird. That's the
0: weird, one I'm missing here. Weird and the insane. game. Well, no, the I,
2: game.
1: Get, I see what's going on. Okay, the game. go on. There's 12 movies. Yeah, here get. are my rankings of adventures. Number one, Zodiac. Mm. Number two, The Social Network. Number three, Gone Girl. Mm. Those are sort of right up there, mm-hmm. the top, mm. one might say. Number four, I have The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm-hmm. Number five, I have The Game. The game. I feel like people are probably already a little grumpy with me, but whatever. Yeah, I, am, yeah. I am what I am. You I'm are that, disagreeing
2: probably. with you right now.
1: Number six, I have seven.
2: Mm-hmm. At number six, you have seven?
1: And at number seven, I have his great film, Six, where he filmed that Broadway musical with his <laughs> cell phone. No, <laughs> actually, it's Panic Room. Okay. <laughs> but wouldn't it be funny? Yeah. Uh, number eight, I have The Killer. Wow. And that could that could kind of go higher. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. I kind of put it there safely right now. Number nine, I have Benjamin Button. Mm -hmm. To be clear, these are all outstanding films to me. Mm -hmm. Number 10, I have Fight Club.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It's a very good movie. Yeah. And I have it at 10 of 12. Mm -hmm. I have Mank at 11 over Alien 3, and that feels rude, but I just didn't want Mank to be last. Well, (laughs) Old Manky boy. (laughs) He probably should be.
0: Alien 3 should probably crawl over him. Yeah. Imagine what Mank would think of Alien. Okay, here's my list. Okay. Number one, Zodiac. Number two, social network. Number three, gunker. All right, ding, so ding, we're, ding. we're right this up there, yeah. Number four, seven.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Interesting.
1: Seven. I mean, the called Seven. Will
0: you put it at six, my friend? So fuck you. Number four, seven. Very solid. Of course she wrote in on number five, Alien Three. I just love no, it. That's that's acceptable. I'm a fucking dang ass freak. You're never. It's just like it's. I it's love it. Seared into my brain. And then here's where people start getting really angry at me. Number six, Benjamin Button. That's a, that's great. Number seven, Fight Club, which I do put higher than you. Yeah. But I think uh, most people w- are, are throwing chairs through windows. Maybe they should go to a fight club and work their feelings out. Number eight, Dragon Tattoo. Number nine, Killer. Although, you say too low on Dragon Tattoo. A film that really grew in my estimation on this rewatch. Killer, I've only seen once. Yeah. I could see it moving up. Number 10, Panic Room. Number 11, Doug Game. Number 12's got to be Mick. I
1: understand the move you're making. I and almost had him over Fight
0: Club. You don't and like the optics I thought people would actually
1: it? be too mad at me. Yeah. I just think... I, yeah, I, I'm putting him over Fight Club. No, nah, yeah. no, no, no,
0: no. Fight Club's more... Fight Club's a better movie. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. good, though. Yeah, but even for um, a dyed-in-the-wool Mank defender like you... You, you have well, to admit Fincher's he's made at least 10 movies what do you want yeah. from me the guy doesn't make bad of movies of course the question is only if that movie's 11 or 12 like if we ever do Scorsese
1: I'll be like you know doing my like where I'm like number 22 casino By to be clear I love casino you know you know what but I mean I'll like this is my fucking Cornetto trilogy thing yeah, exactly.
0: well yeah for me
1: wow I actually have casino at 21 I was close
0: do you have Cape Fear dead last on your no. Scorsese? Someone said you did.
1: I think I said once, like, is that Scorsese's worst movie? But I was okay. kind of saying it in this way of like, pretty great movie to be maybe right. the like I least like essential. Of so, rules. Of course, he hasn't made a bad movie. Like if someone came to me and was like, I don't like a Martin Scorsese movie, I would kind of be like, show your work, bro. I'm not with you. Right. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy it. Have
2: you seen Boxcar Bertha? Yes, I have. Yeah, Boxcar Bertha is awesome.
1: Rocks and rolls. All <laughs> yeah. my Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, do, don't throw boxcar Bertha at me. I I've never written in the boxcar. I know Bertha.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen uh, Who's That Knocking at My Door. I have. I've never seen Kundun. It's pretty good. Could I have Kundun. I, oh, I, I, I need to it. watch Kundun. I need to watch
1: Kundun. Kundun is actually excellent.
0: Yes. Yeah. It, see, here's what, here's what I can complain about. Back in the day, we used to have Kundun. Now with Netflix, we have Tudum.
2: That didn't work. Goodbye,
0: David Fincher. <laughs> <A private laughs> but can you blame me for taking this What one? we're doing next is... A bunch of new movies first. Yeah. Yeah. Say what's coming.
1: Well, next week is a Ben's choice. Should we announce it?
2: Yeah, we yeah. should. Because people need it. to find this movie. I'm sad that Ben it.
1: can't announce it himself, but he'll explain himself thoroughly
0: yeah. next week I
2: believe when we, we discuss sent
0: his choice. The poster Marine. She said, What is this poster you photoshopped? <laughs>
2: I didn't I did not know this was what a real is this movie? movie.
0: You made up. But of course, Ben, he of the most predictable taste in the world Yes. <laughs> zero zags with this man. Chose when given the power to program an episode, Lord's Kasden's pizza murder comedy. I love you to death. He did, and we discussed it. It's been recorded. It's a great
1: episode. It's Everyone's not unhinged at all on wild it. Wild and woolly episode. <laughs> um,
2: Kevin then- Klein plays a Serbian.
1: No, no, he's Italian. He's married to a Serbian. Tracy it was, He plays an Italian, and it's very. He, he plays the
2: it horniest piece of It was hard, hard judging maker. the accents from the trailer. I'm oh, sure.
1: well, it gets no easier with <laughs> the feature <theater laughs> That's a movie where context makes it more
0: confusing.
1: Then we're gonna do Bradley Cooper's Maestro. Mm-hmm. Maestro. Then we're going to do Hayao Miyazaki's uh, staggering masterpiece, The Boy and the Heron. Can't wait to which see it. Is on the level of Maestro and I Love You to Death. Uh-huh. Um, and then we're going to do Aquaman 2 Unless I'm stopped for some what reason
2: Aquaman Griffin
1: has this insane thing We can't even talk about no, it right now people, people, I think I should say it no, don't, no, don't say it on mic I think um, we gotta do Joker 2 That's Griffin's thing And I'm like I kind of just don't want to I, I agree to Aquaman 2
0: on the schedule If we do Joker 2 next year But I'm, I, I might take Aquaman off the schedule That's the thing Well I think you gotta decide How much you want Aquaman 2 I don't think I want it that much. I don't think I want it Joker 2 level. That's been my thing. What about Wonka, man?
2: Well,
1: then we have to see another movie. I mean, I'll see Like, Wonka. you
2: weren't already going to see Wonka. I'm going to see
1: Wonka. I'm just poor Ben has to go see Wonka or Ben whatever. will
2: probably love Wonka.
1: Ben will actually try during he Wonka. He might, he might have his heart tickled by Wonka. <laughs> <He> <laughs> I just love... He, like, made chocolate. Griffin's whole thing is, like, Joker, Valia, is, like, a... Is a blank check. Absurd and I'm like, of course check. it is. I don't care. I don't wish to discuss Joker. We had a bad time doing it last time. <laughs> this
0: time it's so a people
1: who talk about that movie piss me off often. Not always. So I'm like, you know, do we need to go? Why, you
0: know, why watch the ring videotape? Look, it's in flux, but we should say our next mini series, which will start right at the Well, then we're also doing Ferrari. Oh, right. We're doing Ferrari typically in Ferrari. Uh, The reason the schedule's a little uh, wonky here is because, and not Wonka yet, is because uh, we have a short miniseries coming in next, and so we didn't want to start it, interrupt it. And also we have these new movies to discuss. Exactly. There yeah. was a weird kind of chunk of time here. But starting in January, uh, Michael Mann's Ferrari, mm-hmm. and then we are covering the films of Barbara Streisand.
1: Oh, my goodness. Including her... Born. Star We're including her She did not direct, born. but she well, was creatively. Awesome. Direct. Direct. Yes, exactly. So Star
0: is Born, Yentl, Prince of Tides, Mirror Has the Two mirror Faces. Mirror Has
2: Two Faces. And on Patreon, we will be covering her mall. In some form. Yes. We
1: have a special episode planned. We have a
2: really <laughs> special episode of two very... Got a bit of a
0: left turn involved. Compatible themes.
1: Because I don't know. There's like a half hour video of her mall or whatever. We'll right. watch that, I think. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think
2: Oprah did a mall tour.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Something
2: yeah.
0: like that. And by the way, if anyone listening here works at the mall and you want to give us a tour... We're down. Sure. Or at least, like, you know, sort of give us a an
1: accounting of what life is like in the mall.
0: I think... David, are you saying if we got the invitation to go, you would not go? Just
1: enough. Enough. Enough? Enough.
0: Enough?
1: Who are you, Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> yes, I've had enough. <laughs> Michael Apden is supporting me. Jim Caviezel's in that movie? No, he's in Angel, Angel Eyes. Eyes. Who's in Enough? Um, it's, and then, uh, if you can guess it, I'll give you a kiss. I can almost pull it. I can almost
0: pull it. Oh, you're fuck. not
1: going to pull I it. I want to get out of here oh, with a kiss. Yeah, not gonna you're not, not going to pull this one. It. It's not,
0: it's not, ah, it's, fuck. It's not uh, Billy Campbell. It is oh Billy Campbell. Oh my God. Campbell. How? That's crazy. God, yeah. I knew it was like a fake leading man. like uh, You that. know what? It like, was a handsome I, really, McJaw I, I mean,
1: dude. no ill will to Billy Campbell. Yes. He's great in The Rocketeer. Yes. He's a totally fun actor. Yes. But he kind of became that guy where you're like, wow you really needed
0: somebody, huh? I was doing the math in my head and I was like, it's too early for Michael Weatherly. <laughs> right. It's someone, I like knew the type of guy it was. It's not Billy Burke. No. is it? No, he's got a little too much he's character. Got, right,
1: he's got a little grit to him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Billy
1: Campbell, that guy's just a walking smile.
0: Perfectly cast. Although I assume he's and a villainous person. Yeah, in, he's like the abusive husband. He's the abusive husband, yeah. right? Yeah. She's had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, check out our Michael Aptip miniseries where we will discuss enough. Mm-hmm. Pod, pod enough, cast Committing to it here. Mm-hmm. You know my new thing I want to do on the Reddit anytime anyone says any chance of a blank miniseries? Just go, yes, we're doing that next. Some chance. Yeah, oh, just, no, no. Oh, yeah, just the response. The yep. Yes, that's what we're doing next to every single suggestion. Because what I need to do is post on the Reddit more. Yeah, that's what you need to do. That's what I need to do. Um, goodbye,
1: David Fincher. Make Goodbye. another movie and we'll talk about you again. That's or make another challenge movie. to you. Or make another
2: mank movie. Make two. Make two. Still Mankin. Colin Joe. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, Mank Legacy Joe? Yeah. That'd be cool. Joe Origins. Joe Origins. Yeah. Do an
1: All About Eve movie. Yeah. Be fun. It'd be fun.
0: Uh, Marie. Yes.
2: a
1: TCM movie. Ben Mankwitz. Yeah.
2: Josh Mankwitz of Dateline.
0: Sure. Bring him in. I'm sorry. Wait a second. <laughs> Is Ben's Fincher miniseries name Ben Mankiewicz? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sure. That's too funny not to do, even though it doesn't actually that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, but we got to do
3: it. Right? <laughs> sure.
0: Okay. So Ben has graduated to a new miniseries. I just cycle. foolishly went to Ben
1: Mankiewicz's. You know, uh-huh. Wikipedia page to check if he you was mean in his Wikipedia page. His Wikipedia page to check. Oh, is he in Mank in some jokey <laughs> oh, way? Oh, and then I control F Mank on his page, and it lit up. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like the word Mankwitz is all over this fucker. Okay, so Ben. Uh, and he is in that movie. He's the broadcaster of the Academy Awards. He's oh, the wow. voice.
0: Isn't that sweet? That's sweet. Yeah, uh, Ben, we love you. We yes. miss you. Yeah. Uh, sure, Ben. Uh, ben be, we'll be You'll back hear him next clear. week. Yes. Um, uh, your new miniseries name is Ben Mankiewicz. Yep. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, yeah. Uh, David, okay, but I want David, you to remember what's to the on bathroom. the docket when you get out of the bathroom. Go take care of your business, but then you've got business when you get out of here again. Thank you for our social media and helping to produce the show today more than usual.
2: You're welcome, Griffin. But you're
0: always doing heavy lifting. Aw. Thank you to A.J. McKeon, Alex Barron for our editing, Pat Reynolds, Joe Bowen for our artwork, Lane Montgomery, The Great American Idol for our theme song, J.J. Birch for the very quick killer turnaround dossier. Tune in next week for I Love You to Death. Go to BlankCheckPod.com for links to some real nerdy shit, including our Patreon, Blank Check Special Features, where we do uh, commentaries on film series, finishing up Rosnan, going into... Can we say it here? I think it'll be un- announced at this point.
2: Yeah, it was already announced in the uh, yeah the most recent Brosnan episode. Yeah, we're, we're really Austin up Powers
1: it with that one, right? Yeah. Austin Powers.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah,
2: baby. Yeah,
0: yeah baby. baby. It's gonna be a very shagadelic mini series, right? Uh, and as always, David. You owe me a kiss. <laughs> oh wait, I have to kiss you on Mike. Kiss me on the cheek on Mike. Wait, I why kiss are Billy we... Billy Campbell?
2: Oh my god He said I Hold couldn't do get it I did. Wait No no go back I need go a back. picture Go back picture. Go back I need a picture
0: And make it louder for the mic. Oh, oh that
2: was beautiful guys